For someone who travels weekly, hotels, they get boring pretty quick. They're lonely, crowded, you know, just, I want to find something more fun. So on tour, we started seeing a lot in Airbnbs. Uh, you know, I did my special taping in Phoenix uh, in 2021, and we had a Airbnb then, and it was just so much fun. I mean, it's honestly a lot cheaper, too, is what's crazy. Um uh, just so much more space. They have full homes. I mean, it's, you can, you know, easy to cook stuff, easy to, you just feel like you're at home. Uh, did you know you could also be my next Airbnb host? And uh, I mean, in fact, my tour manager, Travis, recently started hosting his place on Airbnb. Uh, he says it's a great way to make extra money while we are on the road this summer, uh, since his home would be just sitting empty. It's a great idea to host while you're away if you have some upcoming travel plans this summer. Uh, your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Today's episode of the Nate Land podcast is brought to you by our good friends at Babbel, Mint Mobile, HelloFresh, and AG1. Hello, folks. <laughs> Aaron Weber here, running the ship today with Brian Bates by my side and across the table in Nate's seat is our old friend, Mike Vecchione. Mike, how you doing? Thank you guys for having me. Absolutely, man. Thank you for eliminating Nate in order to get me in. That's the only way we could Thank get you. you in. We saw your list of demands. You said, <laughs> I'm not coming back with Nate. Well, more than that, we also had to get rid of Dusty. Yeah. That's right. Well, I think Dusty's gone for good now, right? Yeah, he's okay. gone for good. We had, is he? Yeah. We had some irreconcilable differences, yeah. Mm -hmm. Some creative differences, okay. That we won't talk about on this episode, right? He's gone. I wish him good luck in wow. his career. Wish him good luck with his family. But I will never talk to Dusty. Yeah, Sunday. I don't even mm -hmm. wish that. I don't mm -hmm. even wish that on him. I deleted his number from my phone. Yeah. So. Wow. <laughs> that's a joke. Hit, some, no, some, hit, people, hit, some people think it's yeah, real folk mafia war <laughs> that's happening. It's the first Hatfield time McCoy's. that two members yeah. of the band yeah. are here, I believe. I know. Do you feel the weight on your shoulders to carry this episode, Brian? This is your this is your moment. This is Tom Brady getting called in after yeah. Bledsoe gets hurt. <laughs> that's it. You could become the goat after this episode. It, that's what it takes. I mean, I thought I already was. But, uh -huh. uh, you we'll thought that? that? <laughs> well, <laughs> it's good to be here, Mike. I think this is Mike's first time on the episode since the special came out. Is that correct? Uh, yeah. No, I was on another one <laughs> plugging the special. Oh, right. I came to plug the special. Well, this is the first yeah. episode post-plug. Post-plug, yeah. yeah. So this if you is... haven't seen it yet, first of all, get out from under the rock you've been living in. Yes. And check Ward. out The Attractives on the Nate Land YouTube yes. page. 1.4 million views, man. 1.4 million. That's big Yeah, time. we're doing good. Yeah. We're dude. doing really good. That's amazing, man. So uh, thank you guys for watching. Mm -hmm. And please continue to watch and share. That's the good thing about YouTube. Yeah, Joe Zimmerman came out this week, 1.5 million. <laughs> Two days ago. I've got I got Zimmerman. <laughs> Zimmerman just comes in with yeah. all his bird watching jokes and yeah. just blows us out of the water. It's right. not fair. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, you were always the first. We can always say that. I was the first. If Nate Land becomes yeah. like Disney, like yeah. he you'll be the very first. Yeah. Be I'll be in the the guy in the documentary. Yeah. The recalling guy. everything i'll tell every i'll blow everybody's spot up 
as they say today. I'm trying to use uh, hip terms. I'll blow up everybody's spot, and I'll just I'll say all the, the things that were happening behind the scenes. You'll be like Jordan though when he went with Nike. Nike was nothing. Yeah, and and Jordan was the greatest. But he's like, I'm going to take a chance on this kid, yeah. like you did with Nate. Yeah, I like how everything's a documentary now. <laughs> it's like it's like Jordan took a chance on a brand. It's like re- that is that a story? It's I guess a movie it's a documentary. Too. It's not even a documentary. Yeah, that's the movie. Yeah, air. It's just crazy. It's air. crazy how everything is. Everything a documentary now is a tweet a documentary. What would you rather it be? Everything be a book? No, not everything has to be something. How about that? Well, How about I we didn't just say leave it was stuff anything. alone? God forbid people no, wait. She went pretty story. hard at it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Credit. We're we're gonna. I want to turn this from a nice hill folk, um, kicking back, um, straw in the mouth type of podcast to confrontation. <laughs> no, Bates, you said it. What did you mean? Uh, Mike had a podcast. It recently ended. It recently ended. I ended. You know what happened? Did you end on good terms or was it? I ended. Uh, it was forced the only, out. I was the only. It was too controversial. <laughs> I was the only person. I was the only person. It was a uh, podcast suicide. Uh-huh. I was the only person on it, so I ended it right in front of everybody. <laughs> and uh, no, yeah, I just it wasn't uh, doing well enough. As as uh, ashamed uh, as ashamed I am to admit that it was fun. I enjoyed doing it, but it wasn't doing well enough with the numbers. So I give had me some to, hard numbers. The hard numbers were when I went under a thousand YouTube views. Yeah, it was like okay, what? Who am I even doing this for? Besides <laughs> the people in the booth at this point. But it was a good idea for a show. It was an investigative show. But yeah. um, I don't know. I I. The people didn't want it, so I have to figure something else out. Well, I listened. Yeah. Thank you. You're one of those thousands. <laughs> Sometimes things are just ahead it of It was time. more on the back end. It was more uh, more than a thousand. It was mm. just a thousand on YouTube. That's the right. ones that I could see. Right. But I got the numbers every month, but it just wasn't enough. It's not enough to grow. You know, we're all on the road trying to sell tickets. Right. It wasn't enough. To justify you. Yeah, to justify selling tickets. Like At some point, and uh, everybody's got their Achilles heel, and mine is just not quitting anything and Mm -hmm. just keep going at it and just keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. And it's like, that's not the way, as I've learned by reading books and you know, documentaries. That's not, not the way successful people function. It's like, no, you don't do that. You stop and you pivot and you go in another direction. Right. You don't just keep. That's like I locked myself insanity. out of my apartment when I was in Philly years ago and uh, I got frustrated. So I just ran into the door. I just kept running into the door till my head was bloody. Mm. Instead of like looking for a window, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So that's the mentality that we're dealing with, mm-hmm. but I'm trying to change. You're trying to pivot. I'm trying to pivot into something more successful and not just run, keep running into the, trying to find the window. door. Trying, trying to find, find the window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And God mm-hmm. opens doors. One door closes, another door opens. Another door and windows, yeah. and windows involved. A well. window also mm-hmm. opens. Should we hop into these comments, Brian? What well, I was going to say, you, so we were just, this comes out next week. So you were just oh. in, in Huntsville, I believe. Yes. Go. Sold every Huntsville, show Huntsville, sold it all out, loved it. It's, yeah. uh, I love the South. And I chose to drive. I flew into Nashville, drove mm-hmm. to Huntsville. That's the way to do it. It's a beautiful drive. Yeah. Nashville to Huntsville. Yeah. It really is nice. <laughs> What's the highlight? <laughs> the rocket that just got dismantled? They took down that rocket? Yeah. Oh, then yeah, you should have flown. Yeah. Why did they take that rocket down? I don't even know, but I just saw in the news where they took it down like last week. Yeah. Mm. Did you know? I know your entire It's thing. a space. Pl- Huntsville's I, a space. Yeah. I know yeah. you love trash yeah. and where we're from and our families and everything. No, we I have, love it. We have science down here. 
Yes. You and, guys don't actually believe in it, but you have it. <laughs> <laughs> the people at this table do. This is the science episode. <laughs> but one of the uh, sort of the landmarks making that drive down to Huntsville is at a rest stop. As soon as you enter Alabama, there is a, a replica of a Saturn V rocket. Wow. And I don't think it's actual the actual size of one. I think it's a little bit smaller. Somebody yeah. told me. But it's huge. And you just see it. You're like, I'm driving through rural Alabama. Yeah. Shacks on the side of the I road. I love that. And then... Well, now a you're rocket. being a little derogatory toward the South. Well, don't you love don't the contrast? Shacks. You think shack is a derogatory term? I think it's yeah, someone living in a shack. Yeah, I do. <laughs> that beats living in your car. That's like you, true. Yeah. You know what like I mean? Like down the bayou or something. I didn't call them shanties. You know? Yeah. Brick, brick homes. And I think they're. Oh, yeah. Sorry. You drive past some manors on the side of the road <laughs> and then you'll see uh, a NASA rocket. Well, that's a shame they took that down. Yeah, I don't know why, but they took it down. So you are you missed that. That's why you don't even know about it. Because Why did they take down the NASA rocket? Yeah, I don't. No one knows. Aaron's going to get the problem. It's a mystery. Well, I, I haven't made that drive in a while, mm. to be honest with you. Ooh. Wow. It's time to go. Too good for Huntsville. It's time to for it to go, the tourism director says. Yeah. It has greeted people arriving to Alabama from Tennessee on I-65 for more than four decades. Wow. The state's tourism director, the fact that it's been up there for so many years is pretty amazing, he says. But he's taking it down. He said it's starting to fall apart. Oh. They've gotten complaints for years about it. But that's it. another <laughs> example of like not to keep doing the same thing, but to pivot a pivot. little bit in order to be successful. Pivot away from space, right. away from NASA. Yeah. Let's put something else up. Right. What do you think would embody the state of Alabama? What should we erect at a rest stop in Alabama mm. to let people know, hey, you're here? Um, two cousins. We're <laughs> 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 just friends. <laughs> I'm, trying to think. Yeah. I'm trying to think all things Alabama. I was going right. to say like a Nick Saban statue. Yeah. Or something. Nick Saban. Roll Tide. Yeah. To take it down, clean it up, and put it back up, that's a million dollars. Oh, my God. That's a lot of money. You got to take that Especially thing down. in Alabama, that's a lot of money. <laughs> Cost of living is very low in Alabama. Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the numbers, but yeah. I did just call their houses shacks, and I'm sorry yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah. no, you're from Alabama. You're from there. So but yeah. I'm saying that particular stretch of where you're approaching the rocket, you look out to the right, and you think, that's what I think of when I think of Alabama. You know, the caricature of the South. There's mm -hmm. a little bit of that leading yeah. up to that rocket. If you live in Giles County, um, Pulaski area, just know that was Aaron saying that. Oh. Aaron, you're from Alabama? You do. I, yeah, I grew up there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I was in... Uh, <laughs> That's your pride and joy, then. It is. I'm proud of Alabama. I'm proud of what we've done. Okay. So you can mm -hmm. call them shacks if right. you want to. That's they're, your they're, they're That's my... your family. That's your people. They're my people. Yeah. For sure. So I can say whatever I want about them. Yeah. But you've been I, gone for 20 years? No, not quite 20. Okay. I've been gone. I'm, I've am i almost lived here as long as I've lived in Al yeah. Alabama. So there's a cutoff where you no there, longer can There is a certain point where, yeah, I think I say I'm from Tennessee now. I'm right. not from Alabama anymore. I bet you do say you're from Tennessee. Uh, it depends on who I'm talking to. <laughs> <laughs> Tennessee does sound a little better in some but parts. But Brian, it seems like you're trying to get the Hill folk angry. At him. I'm trying, at to Aaron. I'm trying to defend them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. But well. um, I was in Jasper, Indiana this weekend. Okay. Doing the theater there? Yep. How'd that go? Sold it out? Sold it out. Standing ovation. Awesome. I uh, did four hours. 
<laughs> yeah, four hours. They wanted more, but yeah, like sorry guys. You said sorry guys. I gotta go. <laughs> they need to close down the building. Uh. And you played for. Uh, let's see who you got here. And you lost a fly ball apparently because you didn't put your <laughs> glasses on into the sun. Who is that? This is the San Antonio Missions. Oh, mm. yeah, they're a Padres affiliate. Okay, in San Antonio, a semi-pro. Semi, well, no, what they're professional. They? So before they're minor league, minor league, oh, uh, minor league professional, like right. a triple A. So yeah, I'm, they're I'm not Catholic, a, but a. before you become a Padre, you have to go do mission work. <laughs> no, <laughs> boom, <laughs> that's pretty good. Padre does mean father. That's pretty good. I was, uh, I was with Kathleen Madigan this weekend. Wow, did some shows. Eau Claire, Wisconsin, Madison, Wisconsin, Chicago, Illinois. Mm-hmm. How they go? They were. I made. I got a standing go. <laughs> I did four hours yeah. opening for Kathleen. <laughs> she was pretty upset about it. But what's the longest set you've ever done, Mike? Um, I think on my special, I did like 80 minutes or and something. And it was edited down. To yeah, me. I just wanted to make sure I had, you know, I was always of the right. opinion, like, shoot long and then edit it down. Yeah, Which actually, sense. in retrospect, is a mistake. It's like, is that? because if you have the concise bits the way that you want them and mm-hmm. you just execute them the right way, it saves you a lot of time editing. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Instead of just like, oh, let me just shoot everything and then yeah. cut it down and post. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah, it's but you aggravated. didn't have to do the editing. Is that no, I did have to do the editing. You did? Yeah. Hmm. You have to do it because you can't rely on someone else doing it because then you will be like, yeah, that's not right. Yeah. You well, know, you were so given you the to. notes for editing. You weren't dragging the I, mouse. I have my friend help me and okay. we went through the special four times. So we wow. had to go through it. And then and then sent the notes and they did the actual editing, but you have to make the calls on the the right what stays in yeah what stays in and what goes out and where to cut what and the time codes basically yeah what about you Brian you don't thirty it's your (laughs) life (laughs) tight twenty (laughs) five it's a big milestone man doing twenty five you do it when you headlining these clubs you doing an hour about an hour it it depends on who's opening for me yeah Um, yeah you know. If some of these clubs, they'll do guest spots, yeah. you know, is the first 10 minutes you chastising the opener in front of the crowd, <laughs> you, go, you don't do that on my show. You understand me? Get out. You make it nice and awkward. And they go, all right, guys, who's here for some fun? Yeah. You go, well, now I got to do an hour because yeah. this guy yeah. couldn't do his time. Yeah. You know, couldn't do 25. I usually do 50. Yeah. Uh, but it's sometimes easy. I do do it. An hour. Yeah, I think the most I ever done was on those broken record shows in in Nashville. Yeah, and I maybe did like an hour twenty. Oh man! And that was when I did not have. Mm-hmm. What was that? Like four a.m., five a.m. <clears throat> I don't remember what time it was, but we did a ten day continuous show in Nashville. Oh wow! Twenty four hours a day for ten days. We did something so, like that at the comic strip years uh-huh. ago. We set like a went for the Guinness. We no, the Guinness people were there. Yeah, yeah, and it was a nonstop show. How long was it? Do you remember? I can't just accept your story and go, that was amazing. (laughs) I have to counter it with my own thing. Actually, we did that. We did that, but but better. That's okay. We did it a bigger version of that. Well, New York, York, you guys don't have much comedy-wise, so you have to (laughs) throw out a world record. It's the only thing we have. We did a world record. And um, yeah, so it was a, I don't know if it was, I don't know if it was 10. I I actually can't remember how Uh long it was, but it was a continuous Show. Well, the Nashville broke the record at the time, and then we broke it ourselves mm. a few times. I think. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Chad Ryden and those guys got that set up, so that was fun. Yeah, but you would do these long sets, right? Middle of the night, or like 
10 a.m. Were there people in the crowd? There had to be at least 10 in the crowd. Okay. For, for Guinness to recognize it. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So 10 people yeah. had to be in the Yeah, audience. we did it legal. We didn't. Sounds like you just. So Bri- did Brian it. didn't know how to handle that, that size audience. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 10 people overwhelmed. Brian's it's like 10 people. Oh, let's stretch out a little bit. About to get loose up here. <laughs> I like it if uh, there was a nine people in the crowd at one time and then uh, the thing is not valid. So uh, the one guy goes outside and just uh, puts a B on his uh, chin to try to do the new a new record of all the, the beard of bees. What? Oh. Isn't that a world record oh, also? Remember that? To... I remember I used to have the old Guinness book. and that's, Yeah, it's, he's just it's... like, I'm just going to pivot. And yeah, I'm going pivot, to pivot and start a new thing. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like we failed with the comedy thing. Right. You know, and now I'm going to do the beard of bees. Yeah. This man had bees on his face for longer than anyone else on record. <laughs> that seems like an Alabama thing. Maybe they should replace the... Um, <laughs> Maybe they should re- replace the rocket with the beard of bees guy. I bet you. He, how much do you want to bet he's from Alabama? He's Toronto. You want to put money? Thank you very much. Oh, oh man, okay. Canada. You guys should have bet me. The opposite. God, I'm a degenerate gambler. I'll bet on anything. Are you gambling a lot? No, I'm putting the money. DraftKings. I won't even bet on football. I'll just bet on stuff like this, like crazy facts that are mm-hmm. easily checked. You bet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I go beard of bees guys is from Alabama. You're like, it's isn't art. Killer Bees the comic? Isn't he from Alabama? He's from Alabama. Ah, yeah. I knew something was yeah, there i yeah, knew i knew was, yeah i was close you're right you're right what were we talking about i don't even know i don't know world records oh, world we were records talking about world records longest and then, set mm-hmm. yeah yeah longest one person set didn't dane cook have it at one point? yeah dane something, cook did yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah 10 hours or right something i think, like I think aaron burke's at the record for most sets in a night right I think he did a documentary on that. Yeah, yeah it was like fifty. Why does everything have to be a documentary? Just answer the question. Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you put it back on me. Yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah, I yeah. like that. He's your friend, right? God, he uh, is my friend. I like Aaron. Okay, but you guys, yeah. you guys, I like. But you're the like, way... go watch the documentary. <laughs> no, I like the contentious. I like the contentious nature of this now. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Usually when I'm on here, it's just a very freewheeling. It's you know, but I like the. Um, attack mode that you right, guys are right. well nate's gone we could be ourselves a little bit. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i gotta tell you somebody dm me and said and they counted how many times i stacked my papers during an episode mm-hmm. wow and they said they're gonna do that from now on until i stop doing it mm. and i think Good i've already them. done it four wow. or five times this episode your dad doesn't just call you <laughs> <laughs> He DMs uh, me trash talking. Uh, <laughs> That's so funny. I'm sorry, you're from Alabama. You don't have a dad. Ooh. Just as a jokes. Come on. Come on. These are jokes. <laughs> well, let's get into these do you comments have a dad? here. I'm sorry. Do I you do have a dad. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. good. Good. So it wasn't it's right. not like <clears throat> not anymore he died, but okay. I yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Beard of be- beard <laughs> of bees. Try to set the record. <laughs> his, his dad uh, died of a uh, bee bee sting. <laughs> We've got an unbelievable collection of comments here that we're going to read through, compiled and read by Brian Bates. Oh, okay. No, a no, guy no. who doesn't uh, stack a, his I'll papers. I'll read them if you want me to, but I'm saying you're the one that put this list together. Yeah, right? everyone likes to point that out now. Everyone's turning on me on the on the comments. I don't think we're turning on you. Hey, well, who turns on you? Last week, everyone everyone was <laughs> I got your back, me. dude. Well, we recorded yesterday. <laughs> yeah, you were downstairs. You could. Yeah, I would have come up here. Yeah, I would have come up here and added I would love to it if I was in, if I was invited. Put these but up. I was downstairs and holding. That's what they call downstairs. I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, so I'll put these together to see how they go. 
These comments come from Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Apple Podcast Reviews. And if you're old fashioned and you want to send one via email, via, 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 via mm-hmm. nateland at natebargetsy.com. First comment comes from Justin Anderson. I've done it, I've done it 12 times already. That's okay. Don't let these have, guys get in your head. You know? Yeah. But doesn't this feel yeah. there's it, it does feel good to yeah. do this? Feels Tell good. him you're gonna do it more now that he pointed it out. Now yeah. you're gonna keep him busy since obviously he doesn't have a job. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Justin Anderson. I am 44 and about a year into comedy, so I'm on the Brian Bates plan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love this already. Who is this punk going after you, Bates? <laughs> Justin Anderson. What advice would you give someone who wants to change careers into comedy in middle age? Look at this. Low expectations. <laughs> Lower the bar in your head. Uh, yeah, I think that helps. Now, when did you start? How old were you, Brian? Well, I was 35 when I first started. Oh, right. so this guy's ancient compared yeah, I was, to when you started. I was 43 when I quit my day job. Wow. Did you start the normal I started time? at 28. So that's I started late. later. That's late for comedy. Yes, I did. That is late. Yeah. started late because I was already a teacher. And you're 50? I'm 50 now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you're like, I'm 50 now. Yeah. I have a breathing problem. That's what happens when you're 50. Well, (laughs) you um, automatically have asthma. (laughs) Or if you're 30 and overweight like me. I don't know. I guess Uh, I would just say enjoy the ride. When did everybody start? You started at 35. I started at 28. 23. Oh, wow. You started young. Yeah. Okay. The right age. (laughs) Yeah. You started. Well, but the the right age for to develop the skill set, true. But it's like you really have nothing to talk about when you're that young. You know what I mean? Like uh, you have more to talk about when you're older i feel like i still don't and yeah. some but well, it doesn't ways. seem to matter now anybody could talk about anything <laughs> just put it on tiktok and you're a genius i guess sorry bitterness yeah. that happens when you're in comedy there for uh 23 years you get ready to think that about a lot of things justin 44 justin get ready uh, to complain about tiktok a bunch but yeah. you know justin i mean leanne morgan was in her mid-50s when she blew up right. now she's selling mm-hmm. out theaters so yeah you never know comedy i mean music that it does seem like there is a plateau where you just you're not going to probably make it i don't know why it's not anything fair but don't when you agree whereas yeah. in comedy you could make it. You any could. Age. Well, comedians I mean, making aren't. it is a is a relative term. Well, that's also. true. So, um, yeah, but I, it depends on this guy's life situation. It's like that's what I always think about. It's like, do you have a wife and kids? Do you have people depending on you for mm-hmm. an income. That also matters a great deal because if you have people depending on you for an income, you're not going to want to quit your job, right? You know, your kids are starving, but you're out living your dream. That yeah, I quit my job at 43. I was single. I'm like, if I starve, I'm only hurting myself. Yes. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you just, we all kind of do this on a sliding scale. It's like you, you have a, at least a part-time job to make your bills and you do this when you can do it until you can make some money and that, and then it flips. Then Mm -hmm. you do it more and more and Mm -hmm. more and more until eventually you make the money that you would make if you had a day job. Yeah. I mean, it's just logical. That's if you're you're 44, I'm, I'm assuming that you have people depending on you. I don't know. He's on the Brian Bates plan. So if, if he takes that literal, maybe not. Maybe yeah. he's single. Or... He'll get married in six years. <laughs> yeah, then you could do whatever you want. But I assume that you're an incel and that you're um, you hate the government. And you're you're doing anti-government hate yeah. comedy. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, I think the difference is musicians are comedians are not sex symbols. Right. Mm-hmm. In the way that musicians are. Right. Right. Yeah. Speak I mean, for I think yourself. So you can't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but i'll give some practical advice justin you're a year in a comedy you already know this you're going to be the old guy at these open mics and stuff yeah which i am now 
I'm at open mics and stuff around Nashville, and I'm I look around them. Yeah, like, I'm one of the oldest dudes here. Yeah, at 31, so I just that's got to be tough. Yeah, it was hard when I first started. I'm in my mid to late 30s, and all the guys are like 22, mm -hmm, and, right, and stuff like that. But um, you just got to get through that. Aaron, what you should do is um, when you're the oldest guy at the open mic, I wanted to start doing this. I would stop focusing on my own career. You obviously have a good career but it, 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 i would stop focusing on my own career and i would look at people who are emerging and have something not necessarily the most talented but just have one thing that stands out because uh -huh. that's going to matter more mm -hmm. and i would do a wouldn't adopt them but i'd do a conservatorship with them and control all of their finances blindside them Aaron should do that. <laughs> <laughs> that's it blindside <laughs> all go. of them and then have like all of these um kids under conservatorship and then if anybody pops you yeah. benefit yeah tanner nukem just take money right ride. become an incubator yeah these young comedians. yes yeah and then i incubator. get 10 to 20 percent of you know yeah of their off potential earnings yeah that's one way to do it justin, justin that's one way to do it at 44 yeah that's the way that's the way i would do it we conservatorships you, around the board right we wish you luck man hope to see you out there uh in the comedy world it's a pretty small world we probably will cross paths well if probably you stick around yeah. if you stick around I'm going to meet you at some point. Mm -hmm. Next comment is from Val LaFavor. Yeah, I think so. LaFavor? I would say yes. That sounds like a fake name. It does. It yeah. sounds like from an Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> That's what I <laughs> Val LaFavor. <laughs> the V's. Is that a Rob Schneider character? Who is this? <laughs> Wondering if you ever get homesick when you're on the comedy road. Seems like you all often travel with a friend. And even sometimes Nate will mention that his family is along with him. Does traveling with friends and or family help you to avoid feeling homesick? You generally a well take a friend with you on the road. I try to bring a friend when I can, and yeah. that just makes everything better. Dude. Yeah, I don't. I like to be alone. Do you really? Really? Do you <laughs> like to be alone? Well, now <laughs> you've got now you've got a young baby. You've got a wife. Yeah. But do you bring do the you... baby to open? <laughs> just <laughs> he does fifteen. It's like it's just mostly crying and going to the bathroom. But you're like, no, that's his. He has the freedom to express that's it. So that's thing. his act. It's Performing. a she. Thank you very oh, much. Like women her... can't do comedy. No, right? I think gender is uh, wrong to mention. <laughs> They, yeah, the baby, they will. Um, the baby is actually an artist, <laughs> the baby. baby actually sells more tickets than all of us combined. <laughs> but, um, the baby, like, you'd be like, the baby's opening, they're like, the baby is here, yeah, and it's just your baby, yeah, crying. Um, and then Brian has to do an hour and 20 minutes for a baby crowd, <laughs> <laughs> and then afterwards, like, I had to go clean up your mess, literally and figuratively. <laughs> Um, I think that's pretty awesome. Do you like taking friends on the road? Um, yes, I'll take people because I don't have a car in New York, mm -hmm. so I need to get places. But I, instead of like renting a car, which I could do, I always ask whatever the, whoever booked me if it's within driving distance. Like, let me bring an opener or bring the show so that I could hook people up with work. You know, sounds like, but you're hooking yourself up with a car. Hooking myself up with a car. Yeah, yeah, Bates. Thanks for cutting to it. But also, <laughs> I need the car, but then I want to get people, uh -huh. you know, who have a car, who want work. <laughs> I want them also to work. Yeah. You know? So, and also... Uh, so, just if you live in New York City, get a car. It's important. Well, no, it's... Uh, parking is insane in, in Manhattan. <laughs> but, um, oh, you mean to open for, yeah. for me? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. If you're like Justin... 
Anderson and you're 44 and you're a year into comedy. <laughs> um, Val, LaFour, she, she says the comedy, the comedy road. First of all, Val, we don't call it the comedy road. It's just the road. <laughs> Do we ever get homesick? What are we, children, Val? No, we don't get homesick. We I make love- money and we party. I, I, I love this. Let's trash every comment. <laughs> you start off by saying, that's a well-written comment. Yeah. And now hey, we- Val, can I get a second with you? <laughs> what? the heck is this the comedy road val do yourself a favor stop it with the nonsense val uh-huh. tough love on all the comments uh it's the best bringing people on the road is it a wonder that my podcast shut down <laughs> is this, this what your podcast <laughs> was podcast a lot closed it was just me screaming at the fans until you've eliminated like, every no one fan. likes that actually everybody actually hates that you named them person by person just called them stupid <laughs> Yeah, I like to sit in a dark room and stare at the wall. Do you actually? No, I mean, I not that literal, but I do like some alone time. You like yeah. real alone time. You like to go on a walk alone, mm-hmm. just around, like yeah, around yeah. around the hotel parking lot. <laughs> or, I mean, I told you the one time you go to the mall. I usually just I, you and I hit co-headline wise guys together. Mm-hmm. Less than a year later, I was back there. I was at the same hotel. Everything was the same, yeah. except you weren't there. And I missed you yeah. because it, it felt like, yeah. where's my buddy Aaron? Yeah, yeah. yeah, But generally, if I go to some new place, I meet new comics. I just like that. Get to yeah. know new people. Yeah, and yeah. New so experience. what's it? Okay, the Friday or Thursday is the travel day, so we won't count that. Yeah. But then the next day, let's say you don't have any radio in the morning to plug the shows. Right. Which is also something we do on the comedy road, <laughs> Val. But... um. <laughs> It's just like a Saturday. You, you have two shows. What do you, you get up and do? What I sleep late. Okay. What is late for you? Because of, ba- of the baby with a young baby. What's what's sleeping late for you? So late for me is noon. Aaron, or late. you said a young baby <laughs> <laughs> with a young tiny baby, a tiny little guy. I'd be the one person having an old baby, like <laughs> just somehow. <laughs> She's That's a, offensive. He has a Benjamin a, Buttons. The baby is aging in reverse. You're like Gary Coleman. Like what do you mean? <laughs> Like an old kid? I don't know. Somehow I would have yeah. an old baby. Yeah. Uh, no, not noon, right. but I might sleep till 10-ish and then lay in the bed for an hour looking at my phone. Okay. Uh, yeah. Like and that. that feels like right. indulgent for you. Yeah. To lay. Just to nice and quiet. 10. Nobody doing mm, anything yeah. or whatever. That's a strip club to us. <laughs> <laughs> Sleeping until 10. <laughs> no, just like looking on your phone. Aaron's like, that's, just, that's my strip club right there. Um, go ahead. So and you look at your phone, then what? Now that it's football season, I might. I mean, I would turn on the TV when I woke up. Watch you don't it. even get out of bed. No. Just oh, sit wow. there and watch football. And, wow. Well, I mean, I might go down, get some breakfast, yeah. eat or whatever, come back up, watch right. football. I mean, it depends on what city I'm in. And oh, that right. is a good feeling. At. You catch the end of a continental breakfast, bring yeah. a plate oh, up to the hotel room. Man. Yeah, that's a, that's a good time. Yeah. Just yeah. some time for college game day to start. Yeah. And then you, well, maybe not start, but at least but see. But if you're the on picks. the West yeah. Coast, football games well, start true. at like 9 a.m. Right, right. Like, this is an all day affair. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But you raise a great point, man. Catching the end of a continental breakfast yeah. is like a win. Oh, That's yeah. a big win on the comedy road. Because they're about to throw all this food away. Right. <laughs> and the food been, was never, it's been out it for was six never really, hours. It was never good in the first place. <laughs> right, but you're right. making a great point. It's been yeah. out for six hours. Yeah. They're about to throw it in the trash. Yeah. I'll eat it. You yeah. save it. Get yeah. that blueberry You bring muffin. it back to the room. You yeah. watch three, four hours of football. Then yeah. what? Take a nap. I know <laughs> you take a nap. Okay. I mean, I don't know. No, no, no. This is great. I'm not judging it. This is a Saturday. Yeah, this is Saturday. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we didn't even cover Friday. Yeah. Well, it's a, one of them is Friday, a travel day, yeah. so it's muddled. You know, okay. it's not a full day. But this is like 
just full day hotel and then show. So uh, you take a nap, you wake up, and then and then what? <laughs> it's got to be getting pretty close to showtime. Yeah, at this yeah, point. yeah. Watch a little bit more I football. Mean, squeeze another nap in, maybe. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. it depends. Again, it depends on what city I'm in. Yeah, I mean this. I'm this Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. No, it was it'll have been last week, I guess. Mm-hmm. It was I'll be in Pensacola Beach, Florida, mm-hmm. Leanne Morgan. So I'll go down the beach. Yeah, yeah hang be out down there. When I was there in San go. Diego, I went to the San Diego Zoo. It was my first time in San Diego. Nice. I just went there too. Yeah. I just was there it's and I went zoo, to the right? zoo. Yeah. Well, it's seventy dollar cover, so I hope it's a good Is it zoo. really? That's the cover charge for the zoo. And for, yeah, I have you really check. are treating it like a strip club. That's <laughs> 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 the cover charge. Do you mean the ticket? Like I have the, the, admission. the ticket to get in. I call the it a cover. cover because it's so expensive. <laughs> Val, it's called cover charge yeah. in the comedy world. You go to the San Diego Zoo. <laughs> I said, fortunately, somebody from the show worked for the zoo and gave us tickets, oh, so we didn't pay the seventy. That's nice. But the seventy, I was saying what? at the at the shows, I was saying, um, what if club? I pay seventy dollars, American Comedy Company, uh, great club. If club. uh, we, if. I pay seventy dollars to go to a zoo. I want an armadillo parking my car. <laughs> and I want to have lunch with a cheetah, and I want to have a full lunch, not just him stopping by the table to say hi. And I pointed out on the on the website where yeah. when they're advertising seventy dollars, there's a lot of animals that are no longer there that they don't mention on that website. Oh uh, wow! The pandas gone. Yeah, the pandas are gone. Yeah, I think they went back to China. But <laughs> on the website, when you're buying your tickets online, they don't mention that. Yeah. Uh, mm. There's a lot well, of cages that are under construction. Right. Pandas are a big draw, I bet. Yes. Yeah. You know, but so. it was still fun. It was great. Um, it was great. And, and like some of the animals are not like you go, you know, did you take the bus tour? No, I did just the walking. Okay, so we took the bus tour, and some of the animals are like, you know, inside resting, sleeping. They're all yeah. doing that. But for $70 wake them up yeah <laughs> you know what i mean wake them up and get them dancing get them moving get yeah. some blood flow. i'm not saying dancing. they have to be, it doesn't have to be a complete circus but it's got to be like i want to see him doing something yeah yeah you know yeah, for they're 70 all, they're all sleeping and then also i went to little italy in san diego have you ever did you go to that no. how did because you're italian. little italy in new york because what because you don't like italian space uh, i mean i didn't it's know it. about it but yes that was the also <laughs> <laughs> two reasons like, i didn't know about God it i didn't know about it yeah. i wouldn't have come to san diego <laughs> yeah, to begin exactly. with. uh this is the great one where it's yeah. like uh how come you didn't go see the italians in um <laughs> in san diego and then you go all right yeah i did go to the zoo <laughs> 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 Yeah, that would have been a slam on the. That would have been good. Uh, I'll use that later in the podcast. Uh, Jimmy Miller, being in a town full of songwriters, he's talking about Nashville, not New York City. Mm -hmm. Being in a town, (laughs) hill folks, hill folks, songwriters that often get together and collaborate and write songs together. I was curious if any of you do the same when it comes to comedy. My guess would be that you don't write with other comics, but I was curious if you ever brainstorm with other creative people or friends when working on new material, whatever you guys are doing obviously is working. Well, oh, that's nice. Yeah. Just curious about your process. Mm. This is great. This is great. Actually. I'm sorry. You said Brian and my name's not Brian, mm-hmm. but I'm going to, well, Val's comment I'm, was great. Free to take it. Started and you dissected it yeah. sentence by sentence. Why don't you take a few minutes? Think about how you're going to destroy Val, this for, comment. Val, like, first of all, we love you, <laughs> Val. And uh, I'm not. I'm saying that because I'm on the comedy road right now. And um, so, thank you, Val. Val, we love you. And uh, Jimmy brings up a really good point uh, because we do. I don't know what you guys do, but sometimes we'll call people and you'll just bounce bits off of each other. 
and it'll be kind of an unstructured thing. It's like, I got this thing I'm working on and then you'll talk it out. And it really, really does help to talk it out and then get somebody else's input for who hasn't been mulling over it and thinking about it. And then mm -hmm. you do the same for them and you go back and forth and it just, uh, it's really a fun process because you get to laugh and you get to connect to a friend, but you also are working on bits mm -hmm. kind of, uh, informally. Mm. Most yeah, of the I don't time. really do that. So no, no, I I don't like to get together and write like literally. But yeah, bouncing stuff off that you're already kind of formulated. Yeah, uh, we did that show recently um, with Alex Vluto and Johnny W. Yeah, and the next day or maybe a couple days later, um, we went to lunch and we'd all tried new bits that night, so we all heard it. Yeah, and then we worked on some tags or okay stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. But uh, I'm not the type that would sit down as like guys. I want to write something about a piano. You got any thoughts on that? But what if you already have something about a piano? Yeah, then maybe and like then it's like oh, this, this part's not working. Yeah, or, or, or it's like, like what is there another angle here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess so. Who do you bounce off? You got certain guys? Um, I don't know. It just depends. But um, I don't want to mention their names. Yeah, because it seems like I'm name dropping. Then mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and but but but. So I used to live, are, I, I will tell you, I used yeah. to live in, with Dan Soder. Oh, mm -hmm. So we used yeah. to wake up and like go, is this something? Is this something? And Corey Rapon. Well, Corey wasn't there. I took Corey's place. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Right. I was the replacement roommate. So it worked but, out for all of you. <laughs> I think Corey got married. Yeah. And he lives in Jersey with kids. Yeah. And me and Soder lived as two adult men in the same apartment for a decade. <laughs> He's my house husband. So I would throw th bounce things off of him and he would give me his feedback and then the same. And uh, it always really helped. Yeah. Yeah. So you'll name drop him as a roommate. I will name drop him. What about you, Aaron? Well, I lived with uh, David Tell for 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> he and I would bounce ideas off. Uh, I love when people have tags for me. Yeah. I always say somebody said to me early, I asked a comic, I said, can I give you a tag? And they said, sure, as long as you don't care if I don't use it. Mm -hmm. And I, I kind of live by that. Like, yeah, I'll hear anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I might not necessarily say it. Do you guys ever get a tag or a feedback from a fan that actually is like, "That's a good." Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, uh, sometimes it's like a different angle. Yeah, mm -hmm. but um, yeah, you guys seem like like you don't want that kind of feedback. I don't take it as I take it as like the bit is still. It's something. It's somebody if you're doing a bit, it's working, and somebody comes up and. Even that I kind of don't mind where mm -hmm. it's like, hey, this it's like, yeah, maybe, maybe not. I think people this. after shows go, I wanted more out of that. Like, uh, that like so did I. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to have you more and me both, too. buddy. Yeah, no, I love it all. Give me, I'll take any advice. Yeah. But with comics, you it's, like, watch it's like funny. Yeah, I mean, not notes. so much from the fan. I mean, from the people watching. <laughs> you got a great tag for uh, etiquette joke. <laughs> you want to tell them that? People quote that to me. I had a joke about cats and what do you do when a cat dies what you do with the body yeah kind of walked through that it was not a good joke right i didn't know where no. you were going yeah. but I, I say in the joke i thought what, that was part of i it. said in the joke what's the etiquette like i said the word etiquette yeah not an important word to the bit right a woman comes up to me after the show and she said i got a, got a little idea for your, your cat joke and i said all right i, I love to hear it she goes Talk about cat etiquette. Etta cat. <laughs> okay, I go. I yeah. <laughs> I go great. I like it. It's a good word. You like it? Yeah. Etta yeah. cat. 
I said that to Dusty, who I was opening for at the time, and he said, if you did that, they would, the show would have changed. <laughs> <laughs> if you just said Etiquette, people would have been like, wait, what is happening right now? <laughs> what kind of show is this? Etiquette. Yeah. Uh, uh, Aaron, I don't want to be here all night, so tell me about Babel. Oh, man. Let me tell you a little something about Babel. It is... Have you been to South America yet? I haven't been. I'm going in a couple weeks. Okay. I'm pretty excited. This fall, you can start speaking a new language with Babbel. Let me play you a little something. Hear that sound? That's the sound it makes when you get a correct answer on one of Babbel's language learning quizzes. You hear that? Doesn't that feel good? It does. That's a good feeling. And you can get a lot more of that if you use Babbel. Picture this. You're sitting at your Thanksgiving dinner. You surprise your family by starting an argument. I mean, discussion. In a... <laughs> oh, that was brutal. <laughs> they wrote. Well, we should get together and write the... with them. They wrote... <laughs> yeah, we need to collaborate on this ad read. Uh, start today and get ready. Look. But this is not what Babbel does. Babbel doesn't write jokes. Yes, yeah, they teach the people new languages. That's right. Right. And they mm-hmm. do a heck of a job at it. And you can start today with Babbel because it works. Instead of paying hundreds of dollars for a private tutor or fooling yourself with language learning apps that are little more than games, Babbel's quick 10 minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Wow. Babbel is designed by real people for real conversations. All of Babbel's tips and tools for learning a new language, they're approachable, they're accessible, they're rooted in real life situations and delivered with conversation-based teaching. Studies from Yale and Michigan State University <laughs> continue to prove Babbel is better. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college and 10 million people have bought subscriptions 10 million people can't be wrong. So here's a limited one-time deal for our listeners to get you started right now. Get 55% off your Babbel subscription. How how, how much? 55%. Mm, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash Nate. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash Nate. That's spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash Nate. Rules and restrictions may apply. We laugh at Michigan State because he's good friends with Mel Tucker. And uh, so, no. (laughs) He always makes fun of Yale and Michigan State. It's just funny that there are studies from Yale and Michigan Michigan State. State. And you're like, what? Dropped off quick. Yeah. (laughs) And from Cuyahoga Falls Community College. It's like just all levels. Yeah. Big 10, Ivy League, (laughs) Community College. They're all saying the same thing. Do you guys play them this year? No. Okay. No. Oh, we we used to play them a lot. Yeah, people you know? say that's why you don't like them. It's because they would whoop, whoop up on you guys. Well, there was this game called the Little Rascals game where they won by a fake field goal at the end of the game. And, yeah, I do harbor a little resentment for Michigan State. And the Little University. Rascals, because that, that's something that Buckwheat did? I think so. I don't know why they <laughs> called it that. But doesn't that, <laughs> doesn't that really rub it in when you lose and they call it the Little Rascals play? Yeah. Anyway. All right. I'm sorry I brought it up. Sorry to all the Spartans out there. Um, Let's get back to these comments. Yeah. What's the next comment? We got one from Kian Biard. Mm. (laughs) Switzerland. You guys were talking about how a 40% chance of rain doesn't mean there is a 40% chance you will be rained on, but there will be rain in 40% of your area. That's correct. 
if 40% of your area is covered in rain, there is still a 40% chance you will be rained on. Love the podcast, though. Keep it up. I don't think that's true because I, I don't, don't think, think that's right. You either. cover no. all the air, all the land. That in your sounds area. wrong. Yeah. That sounds wrong. A 40% chance of rain means exactly that. It's a 40% chance that there will be rain on you. Isn't that exactly what it means? No. So we talked about this. So what, when, when a meteorologist says there's a 40%. Well, you're I like how that- you said that kind of frustrated. <laughs> <sighs> Stupid guest. We yeah. talked about this. <laughs> that's what it should mean. I love your frustration. Well, that's, that's what everybody thinks it means because that's the way it sounds, right? But what they're actually saying is the area about which they're talking. Yes. That means that percentage will see rain. But if you're in that area, that does that still So when mean- they say 40% chance of rain, rain, that means 40% of this area will 100% see rain. Oh, wow. That's what that's what it means. So it's a little I thought confusing. just all weather people were liars, but this is, <laughs> now I feel stupid. Yeah, no, they're manipulators yeah, too. They, and they talk down to you and they're condescending. Yeah, I actually like that part of it. But <laughs> I just thought when they say it's going to rain and it doesn't rain, I get angry it's with It's a little them. annoying, yeah. And I, I especially hate it when they do the 10-day forecast yeah. and then, then they slowly change it as the time goes on. Mm-hmm. It's like that should be illegal. And think you don't notice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You don't think I know I was going to rain completely and then, oh, there's a 50% chance. And as the days go on and it gets closer, mm-hmm. they get more accurate. If you watch the news be... every night? No. Because <laughs> I was starting to get excited. Like, all right. Do you watch the news every night? Well, I used to be in the news business, so That's I like right. to keep up with it. Yeah, and I feel right. like guys of a certain age, maybe we're more inclined to. I don't have cable anymore, so I can't watch. But the, uh, the news is not on. I mean, you don't have any. You can't get the NBC, ABC, CBS. I have the World Wide Web, but I'm not keeping up. I look on the I look on my app now. Try to, to bond find. with him so hard he's <laughs> shooting everything down. But you, I was, you read the newspaper? Nah, I haven't had a newspaper. But he said World Wide Web. I like the that. World Wide Web. That's what I call it. Uh, but right. I I have my weather app. Yeah. That I look. But um, oh, well, you're mad at Apple then? Instead yeah. Of a weatherman. Well, now they're invisible weather people. Yeah. yeah. The app is a nameless, faceless yeah. person who's trying to trick me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Catherine Zokler. That's a great name. That is. Zokler. Sounds like the Sackler family. Zokler. The Zoklers, like, they do off brand prescription drugs. <laughs> like, I'm not, you know, the Sacklers. Sackler. Yeah. Right. The Sackler is the. Aren't they the, yeah, they're the prescription drug people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the Zoclers. This is great. It was a great joke. Thanks, man. Zoclers, they do like, yeah, apple cider vinegar and stuff. I recently told my husband that for the past few months, I was having a really hard time getting moving in the morning. (laughs) You and me. He mentioned hearing this guy on Jim Rome. Wow. I haven't heard Jim Rome's name in a while, huh? Mm -hmm. He was great. Talk about cold showers. I said, oh yeah, Mike Vecchione is big into cold showers. To which he replied, who is Mike Vecchio? Exactly. <laughs> it sounds like a Jim Rome listener. Oh, right? it sounds like she's cheating on her husband with me. <laughs> Who is this guy? <laughs> anyway, I started taking cold showers the next morning, and it's not exaggerating much to say it is changing my life. Thank you for passing along the tip. You still do that? Catherine. Yes, Catherine. It's the secret. I'm trying to spread it. And people, uh, because there's so much information out there and I'm not a, uh, a doctor, I guess in Alabama I would be, but not a doctor <laughs> in normal terms. Um, but it's changed my life also, Catherine. So it's, it, 
I still take them. I've never. I don't take hot showers anymore. You the took only one time, this morning, cold shower. Yeah, worked out, wow. cold shower, wow. and it's just a natural thing now to take a cold shower because it, it, um, it regulates your mood. It, there's mood shifting. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it does to you, but um, I do a breathing practice also, so it's really cold. And and some like uh, my girl lives in Indiana. Her parents have a farm in Indiana, and it's well water. Yeah, she came to my show this weekend. Did she? In Jasper, yeah. Yes. Well, she was in her family probably did. Where do they live? They live in uh, Dalesville. Yeah, that's right next door. <laughs> We're fist pounding for those of you who can't afford a computer. Um, <laughs> again, it's a mystery why my podcast yeah, yeah. didn't work. Talking down yeah. to the fans turns out uh-huh. not to work. Well, I interrupt you. Sorry, yeah, go ahead. Cold shower, it, 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 it stimulates your um, nervous system mm-hmm. and it fights against it, it, it counteracts depression it really does and people think i'm crazy to say that but it really it, i can feel it on the road i can feel it because i go to some places road? like yeah, the, yeah. the comedy road <laughs> thank you uh, to the comedy road and i was in phoenix and they don't have cold water in phoenix and uh i could feel my mood drop i was working wow. out sleeping still doing the same routine but my mood i could feel it drop wow. and with cold showers that doesn't happen anyway my point with my uh girl's uh, family's farm mm-hmm. um i th- those showers some of those showers like that that and in vancouver during the winter and we went to italy we were in rome during the summer and it was so hot but then for i guess it's the underwater uh si- the system that they have the water is freezing cold and i never slept better mm-hmm. it's uh it's just it's really unbelievable it really i can tell the difference between when i stopped taking freezing showers because and when i was in phoenix they don't have cold water there what do you mean by like would it be still cold to us in phoenix like surely- yeah it would be cold because because you're used you're used to um hot you're used to hot, hot so water, if yeah. it didn't work it would be like oh i'm taking a warm shower this is annoying mm-hmm. it wouldn't be freezing but it, it's annoying if it's if it's right. you know lukewarm right. but to me i'm like used to getting a shock when i go in the shower yeah so yeah that doesn't have the, it doesn't have the same effect but do you wash your dishes with c- cold water that's an interesting that's really an interesting i wonder question. if you could just eliminate hot water yeah. either all together save money i wash it with hot water but i wash my hands i wash my face all cold water all cold water yeah interesting your clothes yeah. you go to laundromat uh no i have my laundry done do you do cold washes <laughs> oh yeah you haven't i send it to somebody who okay. does it yeah. okay yeah Oh, wow. Must be nice. Nice. Yeah, really. No, yeah. I mean, it's New York. It's I mean, like, there's nowhere to do your, I mean, there's a place up the street, but it's too much. The guy right beneath me does a great job on my laundry, so I just drop it off. It's, and believe me, if I could have a washer and dryer, I would. Is it rare to have one in your apartment yes. in New York? I just thought everyone rare. went to the laundromat. They do sometimes. If they're, when I was in Queens, you would go to the laundromat, but. You know, would, New York mostly from Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually thinking, uh, what was um, the the adam sandler movie uh big daddy yeah and he meets the girl and, you know the watch someone's on bleaker street and she's like yeah they meet there on a date to do, uh-huh. wash their clothes that's yeah. that's what i was envisioning that's new york yeah no it does happen like that but uh the culture the culture is different people like there's no parking is crazy so it depends if you live in queens you can yeah we've been to the zoo <laughs> call back you can, you can park in queens you probably but it's very rare to have a washer and dryer in your apartment. Interesting. Yeah. I think the only time I've taken a cold shower, at least it's on purpose. Well, it wasn't on purpose. Was the biggest show of my life, Bridgestone Arena, mm-hmm. in front of 
almost 20,000 people. Right. I don't know about your dressing room, but mm -hmm. at my dressing room, there was no warm water. Wow. Yeah. No, they gave me a good one. <laughs> so I had, and, had and a hot tub I, in mine. I don't think yeah. I could do I didn't think I could do it before then, but yeah. I'm like, I got to have a shower before right, you the have show. Because we'd been on the bus, and yeah, then two right. days to yeah. get a shower, and right. I had to do a cold shower. I had right. no choice, right. but it about killed me. But don't you in that, um, first of all, like I've been in situations like with Nate on the road where you go to these theaters, like, mm -hmm. and you'll just, there's no warm. Yeah. And everybody's like up in arms. They're like, oh my God, there's no warm water. And I'm just like, it's don't even think twice about yeah. it. Yeah. It doesn't even affect me in any yeah. way. So, but don't you, don't you feel like you have a superpower? Like when, when the cold water hits you, you and you're able to weather. That way, huh? <laughs> yeah. I feel that way. <laughs> and mentally, because mentally I feel like, you know, it's like that thing where it's like, oh, I'm immediately just overcoming something yeah. that's difficult. Wow. Yeah. So it's like the whole theory of make your bed in the morning. It's yeah. like, yes. I have something that. done. So if, regardless of whatever happens the rest of the day, my bed is made. So now I can take the momentum. I'm a big momentum guy. So it's like, I'm going to build on the momentum of making my bed and go into something else. Same with a cold shower. It's like, I've already overcome mm -hmm. this Do the thing. hardest thing in your day. Eat Do the, the hardest thing. Eat the frog. Isn't that what it's called? Oh, I didn't know that. You ever heard that expression? Uh -uh. Eat the frog? No. If you got to eat a frog, right? just eat it first thing in the morning. <laughs> it's the same a, principle. That sounds like an Alabama diet. <laughs> just eat the, that's our act That sounds like swamp nutrition. <laughs> eat the frog! Eat the frog, Jesse! <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Larson. Great name. I've been listening to old episodes and just finished the Wall Street episode. God bless you. <laughs> that was a tough one. Just curious how old Diamond Hands is doing on his investments. Well, I appreciate it. I will say uh, I cashed out a little bit of AMC stock. Mm. Made a little bit of a profit. Wow. Oh, you did? Felt good. I held GameStop. Still have it? Still have it. Well, that's the one that you were really... That was a big one. I thought that yeah. was taking me to the moon, and it still might. You know. And I will say I mostly haven't sold it because I forgot about it. Well, that's good. That's well, what they I, tell you, you know, today, right? I forgot about it. I think I deleted the app from my phone, but, you know. Don't they tell you invest it and just forget about it? No, I wasn't t consulting anybody about this. I know, but, but yeah, I they forget might, about it because be you lost that. it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they want you to think. There's all, isn't there already a movie about all that? Oh, it wouldn't surprise me. Wolf of yeah. Wall Street. That'd be a great. No, I think anime. there's already a movie about that whole game. If stop. they made like a big short style movie yeah. about that, it would be great. I Adam McKay. Is it Adam McKay? I don't know. You're nodding over there, I Lauren. I can't believe I've been wearing that. Yeah. I forgot about the sunglasses. The sunglasses? That, yeah. The guy with the who's uh, in your DMs about your shuffling, he's going to lose it. Yeah. And the sunglasses? <laughs> and the sunglasses? How much am I to take? <laughs> the dump dusty guy is going yeah, to pivot to me. Dump Aaron. Dump Aaron. I don't like that. <laughs> Nancy Sauer. If you could only sleep in one position... Uh, for example, side of your <laughs> yeah, body for the rest of your life, what would it be? My oh my God, on my side, right side, righty, just on a side, spread out. It's like, I feel like I'm stretching when I'm sleeping kind of in that position because you, you torque your body a little mm -hmm, bit yeah. and I'm always holding a pillow, mm -hmm. which okay. makes my girl furious, but holding a pillow twerked to the side, twerking. You so, say torqued or twerked? I think it's, um, I think it's the kids are calling it twerking. And if I, I'll just like, uh, to make it all Gen Z, I'm twerking. I wake up, vape, and then go back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, he's young. I'm young. Things are happening. What? But now I'm on my side, uh, tw twerked. 
<laughs> what about you, yeah. Brian? I think mine would also be my side. Yeah. Uh, my back hurts now, especially picking up my kid all day. Right. So right. My back gets stiff. I yeah. But then you the wake side. up with some shoulder pain, don't you? Yeah. If you're sleeping on the side. Well. I'm putting a lot of stress on the shoulder. I sleep on my back, head straight up. The whole time. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to because of the CPAP. The CPAP machine. Oh, do you have it, CPAP? It does limit your range of movement. Yeah. I mean, I wear yeah. CPAP too, but I can still lay on my side. Yeah. You guys are both CPAP guys? Yeah. yeah we're CPAP. Join the club, dude. Wow. You're I good. think I'm breathing okay. <laughs> so it's cold showers, man. We don't have depression, though, so yeah. we don't have to take cold showers. <laughs> we live in a nice place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or we can wash our clothes I have in a dryer our house. Thanks. You really took it to me. Yeah. yeah. It's like uh, it's like under the radar the way that you're slamming me, but it's like <laughs> actually we don't have depression. Yeah. So good we luck living our life. Do things like take cold showers. Yeah, too, we call it being a man. Yeah. <laughs> we call it being a man. Yeah, we have God in our lives. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least I don't have asthma. <laughs> Night asthma, like both Night of you guys. <laughs> Night asthma. <laughs> that is what it is. Yeah, you, we forget to, to breathe it. as soon as we go to sleep. <laughs> J.R. Baker from Dallas. That was J.R. Ewing. Yeah. Wasn't there a baker? Mm, Dallas? Mm. Bakersfield. Can someone get good at creating material for stand-up? Oh, oh I misread that the wrong time. I was saying, for the love of God, could somebody get good at creating? <laughs> I was like, geez, JR. Can someone get good at creating material for stand-up? Or is it one of those things you either got it or you don't? Great uh, it's a little bit of both nature versus nurture, but yeah. you could start off with a little bit of uh, talent. But I think if you want it bad enough, you can like you have to have some natural talent. You can't be completely off, but you have to have some natural. It's like anything else. You have to have some natural talent. But then once you have it and you you work on it years and years and years and years, you get better and better. And better. Are there guys you don't have to name names? Are there guys when you started, you saw them out in New York, you thought this guy is not funny. And then they surprised you. And now they have a big career. Yeah. Are there they're not big, even a big career? It's just like they're hilarious. Oh, and it, really? And it didn't start that way. It started like this guy couldn't. I've, I've had that about me. Really? Somebody said that to me. It's like, I thought you were going to fail miserably. It's like, and you've gotten actually decently funny. Somebody said to me a, year, a few, like not a few years ago, it was yeah, years ago, yeah. but they said, when, when I first saw you in New York, he's like, you looked terrible. And now you're funny. Wow. So well, it hurt me a little bit because I was like, oh, you know, <laughs> yeah, I didn't know yeah. it was terrible. Uh-huh. But um, it's good yeah. that none of us know how bad we are or we probably would all quit. Right. right. Yeah. Well, I was talking about this this weekend. You do need a little bit of delusion. Yes. To just keep going, because if you're fully aware, at least for me, if I was fully aware of how bad I was, I probably would have quit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, but in my head, I'm like, there's something here, even when there isn't, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah, it's a balance. Nate started before I did, but the guys here in Nashville, I mean, he really started Chicago, but he would come to Nashville. And like, he surprised you when he started to do well. No, yeah, he was well, already I mean, great before when I met him. But the guys who here in Nashville who knew him when he started said he was not funny. Well, all. he was he was I was with him in the early days in New York. Yeah. And he was always funny. But like the way his he's evolved, it's like night and day. It's yeah. unbelievable yeah. how how concise and well written everything. It's just it's but that's years and years. And that that gives everybody else hope yeah and uh and it's like you celebrate it because it's like oh yeah of course there's raw talent there but it's the work ethic and putting yeah. it in and watching something there's something very pleasurable about watching something over time develop into mm-hmm. this great thing I mean, we're talking 20 years yeah 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 it's your it's your life you know it's it's your life but you're you putting your life into develop some, developing something into greatness over time it's it's unbelievable 
But I would say hard work is even more important. Yeah. You need both mm-hmm. to really get good. But Right. I you mean, need both. But uh, like your heart too. And also like <clears throat> the way you live your life is also obvious. Like the way you navigate. Like it's easy to get bitter. A lot of times it's easy to like want to quit. It's easy just to um, not quit. But like uh, what do they call it? Quiet quit now where it's like you're not <laughs> writing anything new. But you're yeah. still going up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's. there's and I and there's guys like that that we all know, mm-hmm. and I understand that I have empathy for it because it's very difficult. But if you're a guy who can just like stay the course and keep coming, it's like you know can't guarantee that you're going to be Nate. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But you'll be in Could a good be place. Brian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're absolutely right. So you're absolutely right. If you yeah. can do it for a career full time, then yeah. you've made it. Yeah, that's yeah. the goal. I yeah. mean, yeah. I, I I couldn't. You, there's not many people that are happier than I am. As right, far right. What we're doing. Right. Yeah, you got you look. We poke fun. You got the life. You got a wife. You got a kid. You're full time comic. Yeah, in your face, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> At least he's got one of those. <laughs> Wait, Vates, you're taking it to me today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, and I love it. Yeah. All right. I think the fans. It's a lot it. of mis- take down this Yankee. A lot of misplaced rage towards Nate because you're in that chair. I'm in this That's chair. What I think. Yeah. It has nothing to do with yeah. me. Well, really? I started taking testosterone again, so it's, oh, it's starting right. to come out. High T, Brian. Is yeah, a nightmare. <laughs> Jacob Hoover from oh. the Hoover family. I didn't know there was another side. One to of this. the worst presidents ever. Right, Hoover. Hoover. Yeah, Herbert what was Hoover? he like? He sucked. <laughs> <Do> you remember? <laughs> you Hoover, Hoover vacuum cleaner. He's making an age joke, but oh. now I've got you right, so we can double down on the kid. Jacob Hoover, I was wearing an Aaron Land t-shirt at a festival and found another folk. I told him that I was still trying to get my comment read out loud on the pod, and he said it might be because my name is too easy to say. Well, there you go. Jacob Hoover, thanks for writing in. Thanks for wearing that Aaron Land t-shirt. I sell Aaron Land t-shirts at shows. I don't think I'm going to buy more of them. Why not? Because I've had this batch for a while, and it is a tough... Mm. It's a tough sell to people who've never heard of me or wow. the podcast. But know? what about if you, um, are you going to make the move to koozies? <laughs> Maybe it's not the Airland brand. Maybe it's the shirt that people don't like. Because aren't people shirtless in Alabama a lot? <laughs> <laughs> well, they're, they're cut off. I'm talking, you know, your, yeah. I'm talking your astronauts even. Uh-huh. Well, what I find is, because I sell uh, similar shirts to Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> that only Nate Land people will know. Batesville. Well, uh, yeah, but it's just hello, folks. And it's, right. it's got me on there doing that. But now I'm going back to places that I've already been once. Yeah. It's the same people coming out. So when I pitch my shirt, they're all like, yeah, we bought it last year because <laughs> yeah. no new fans are coming. Yeah. 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 Maybe a collared shirt for formal occasions. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good idea, actually. <laughs> Bates. Everybody else sells shirts. Bates is selling tuxedos. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Parker. Many comedians seem to have a painful past or grew up with a lot of dysfunction. They use comedy to channel their thoughts and feelings into making fun of it. The cast of Nate Land all seem to have come from nice living homes. Living homes. They come from, they've had a nice living in homes. Sure. Where do you all draw your inspiration for comedy from? Dusty draws his from his past. Yeah. I mean, he had an... I think he enjoyed his childhood, but yeah, was, he'll be the first to tell you he had a loving mom and loving dad. Yeah. And, and despite the circumstances, he still did grow up with a great family. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I do. Most of the comics I hang out with are uh, just like brutal family mm-hmm. lives. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't, I don't think I have a single comedian friend with a dad. Mm, thanks buddy. Uh, <laughs> oh my God, Brian. <laughs> Appreciate that. I, forget, I wasn't thinking. <laughs> 
my dad passed away. So. <laughs> I wasn't thinking about it. Uh, <laughs> let's move on. No, he told me oh, no. He told me before the podcast he was going to say that. Yeah, he was going to take a shot at He said he was going to try to hurt you. <clears throat> I was making a joke and it fell flat. But I, 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 I it didn't, didn't know. fell flat. It hit harder than ever. <laughs> <laughs> it got so real. Just like my dad when he passed away. Oh, <laughs> Won't you tell us about, because uh, I don't want to be here all night. Tell us about Mint Mobile. Oh, I was just about to talk to you about Mint Mobile. It's one of my favorite things in the world. Signing your life away to a big wireless provider is kind of like being trapped on a roller coaster. They probably threw in a free phone, but now you can't get off month after month of high bills, overages, and surprise fees. If that sounds like your current big wireless plan, it's time to get off the ride with Mint Mobile. See, I like that. That's a good mm-hmm. That's a good metaphor. Mm-hmm for the realities that a lot of us face being trapped in these contracts Mm -hmm. with these companies that don't care about you and don't care about customer service. For a limited time, wireless plans from Mint Mobile are just $15 a month. That's unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. I mean, look, that is a steal. Those crazy low prices. They offer great service that is so affordable. If you have kids, this is a great option for them too. Wireless bills keep increasing, but Mint Mobile can help you save say goodbye to your big wireless plans jaw-dropping monthly bills and unexpected overages you can use your own phone number with any mint mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts get mint mobile's limited time deal with premium wireless service for just 15 dollars a month so to get your new unlimited wireless plan for just 15 dollars a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free Go to mintmobile.com slash Nate. That's mintmobile.com slash Nate. Cut your wireless plan to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash Nate. Nice. $15 a month. That's Why not? Right? Uh, yeah, that's insane. Time to get off the that's ride. insane. Yeah. Low, dude. yeah. I mean, it's Planet Fitness numbers. Brandon Conrad. Make sure you have the right Mike Vecchione for his comedy special. I just realized there's a professional hockey player of the same name. He plays for my local team, the Hershey Bears. That show might totally bomb if he gets mixed up. No, I think it would be great. It's like you, you go to watch a comedy special and you guy get a guy getting checked into the glass. It's like, this is an unbelievable, this is a new take. This cold open is going for 20 minutes. <laughs> Nate has really on. taken on a lot of creative power here. Wow, this guy's doing something new and risky. <laughs> but no, there is a Mike Vecchione uh, who is a hockey player. He's very good. He played for the Flyers for a while. Now he plays for the Hershey Bears. And um, so he's fantastic. And then um, can I tell you guys about the other Mike Vecchione's? Yeah. There's a Mike Vecchione who used to be a district attorney for the Southern District in um, New York City. He used to prosecute. He was a rackets attorney. He would prosecute mob guys. Mm. RICO Act. That yeah. kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and he's he's uh, wrote a couple of books, which I've read. I've talked to him on the phone, actually. We're supposed to get together before COVID. But um, that's another Mike Vecchione. And then there's another Mike Vecchione who's a marine biologist. Wow. So I'm like the least successful Mike Vecchione. Well, you're dominating them in search engine optimization. I'll tell you that. Well, you anytime I get it to my tonight show, I go on top. And then uh, when the Mike Vecchione, who's a hockey player, scores and he he scored something in the some Ryder Cup. It was not Ryder Cup. I'm saying the wrong thing. It was some kind of a cup for um, that division. He scored the winning goal and everybody was uh-huh. DMing me that 
this Mike Vecchione. I didn't know you were a hockey player. They were just like in June of this year. Vecchione scored the series winning goal in overtime of game seven of the 2023 Calder Cup. Calder Cup. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. So shout out to that Mike Vecchione. He's a handsome uh, stud. And, um, and the zoologist has a Wikipedia page too. Yeah. Yeah. You, you don't do you have, have one, huh? A Wikipedia? Yeah. I think I have an IMDB. What is that thing? That's for? more impressive. Yeah. IMDB. Yeah. So that's not like a common name either. It's amazing. Like, well, in in Italy, Bates, let me tell you about Italy. <laughs> hey, I've been um, to the zoo. <laughs> <laughs> that was slam. That go. was a great that slam. Was that was good. Um, in Italy, I, I think it's not that uncommon. You know, Vecchio. Vecchio we're not in Italy. Over. My name's Brian Bates, and yeah. I've set up a Google. Why did set me straight, dude? We're not in Italy. Yeah. You wop. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's like Bates. It, you know, you didn't say that, but it had that right into in, I was thinking it. right in your tone. I, was I love it. I love it. Let me have it. Can we? I shouldn't we, be here. You did everything except call me a migrant. <laughs> Is that a derogatory term? I, like, well, yeah, yeah. But it just means without papers. It's not dirty. It's an oh. acronym. Oh, it's like NASA. Mm. Oh, okay. So we can leave that in. No, I, I set up a Google name thing for myself. So every day I just read about more successful Brian Bateses because it's oh, yeah. never me. Yeah. There's a guy who's called him, uh, he's called himself the, uh, golly, I forgot now, the video vigilante, video mm -hmm. vigilante. And he goes around and like uh, films John's with prostitutes and like tries to uh embarrass them um there's this guy yeah he's an immigration lawyer in one houston. of the top immigration lawyers in houston texas brian, oh brian bates and that guy's better looking than you <laughs> <laughs> well he works for fong login of course Yay. he's gonna be successful right that's a good firm yeah so uh, all right well, what does he do now he goes around and he videotapes people who, <laughs> no, and then blackmails them this is a different... it, that guy looks like he would do that by no, the way this is a totally different can guy you google now. video vigilante yeah well, i think no. yeah Vigilante Brian Bates. I don't even think you have to do Brian Bates. JohnTV.com. Yeah, that's him. He's got his own. Uh, You're busted. busted. <laughs> oh, buddy. my God. The original video vigilante. This is how I think this is the direction you should take your career. Since 1996, Brian Bates, Oklahoma's own video vigilante, <laughs> has been spotlighting the graphic realities of street forced and underage prostitution. Uh, this is like serious stuff, huh? But he has more TV credits than I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I'll say one more. All right. When uh, oh, damn, he looks pretty good too. Yeah, good looking guy. We all are. He's handsome. There was uh, <laughs> when the McDonald's character Grimace. Yeah. Uh, they announced he was a, a taste bud. Did mm -hmm. you guys hear that? No, that's what he is. He's a taste bud. But it was um, no. some McDonald's manager in Canada that broke the news. His name was Brian Bates. So wow, <laughs> I got all these alerts about Grimace because Brian Bates <laughs> broke the news. So anyway, I like how he's like, did you hear about Grimace? The news? I'm like, I don't know. I haven't read the McDonald's newsletter recently, Brian. Well, Nate gets it. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Forgot Nate wasn't here. All right. Here we go. We got a comment from Brandon Conrad. Mm, we just did that one. Just did that one. We got one from Robert Ramey. What should. Oh, this is a good question. What should the speed limit be if all cars are self-driving? interesting question yeah now i know that um for gas-powered vehicles during the cold war when there was a uh, gas and oil shortage mm -hmm. a lot of the speed limits were changed to 55 mm -hmm. to maximize engine efficiency mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but with a i assume that these self-driving vehicles are all going to be electric yeah. i don't know 
how the speed affects the battery. I don't know if there's like a maximum efficiency point. So I think you can just go as fast as you yeah. want, right? Why not go 100 miles an hour? Yeah, because it's going to have a detector when you get close enough to another car to slow down, mm-hmm. right? So why what does about it a matter? kid crossing the street? It's going to have a detector, isn't it? You to detect to run that fast. kid? Kid's going to have to run faster. Mm, yeah. Mm. <laughs> but if you're going 100 miles an hour and it stops, you're going to... Well, if you hit the kid, then they'll just replace him with um, robotic parts, I would imagine. <laughs> this is all in the future, right? Yeah, yeah. He's like $6 million man. Right. I don't know if anybody's old enough to remember that, but right. it's uh, Steve Austin. Yeah. But uh, Lee Majors. Steve Stone Cold. So $6 million in the future will be nothing. <laughs> nothing, yes. Yeah, it's just inflation and yeah. everything. It'll be like yeah, Zimbabwe money or something. Right. So I imagine maybe in the interstate, we have an express lane on the left, and it's just like, hey, you can't get off for... 500 miles right and you have to drive 250 miles an hour that would be the way to do it yeah well every maybe every lane's got their own speed limit Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. that would be good but the faster the lane the more you have to go before you can exit i think so i think you have to commit to a certain length Mm -hmm. just so everyone can get the most out of it Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. imagine going 250 and then having to change lanes (laughs) over to 100 can I get over? <laughs> hey, can I get over? <laughs> yeah, it would have to almost have a separate exit. Mm-hmm. There should yeah. be a lot of infrastructure involved in this, I think. Infrastructure. Yeah. Wow. Okay. What? <laughs> I like the word infrastructure. It is a good word. You don't think that R is going like, to be in there, but it's in nah. there. Yeah, I like three guys talking about infrastructure with no idea about <laughs> yeah. it. It's like, we should do this. Like yeah. We should have a, another lane with its own speed limit, and then um, we should have a train that goes faster than that. Right. It's like, do we just have infinite space? Cement, yeah. We need yeah. the infrastructure. 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 Michael Ellsworth, do you find yourself adjusting final jokes at the end of your set to be sure you don't, quote, pull a bait at the end? <laughs> Oh, man, that's brutal. Mm. Like, if a joke doesn't land with a crowd, do you have an alternative for the end of the set? Or if something kills harder than normal, will you finish the set early to end on a high note? It's another great question, I think. Yeah. Let me take this one. Mike? Yeah. Go ahead. What does he mean by uh, pool of baits? I don't know. Yeah. It, he mentioned your name in it, so go on the offensive. <laughs> Michael. Uh- uh, he's talking about the the uh, fiasco about the standing ovation and everything at the driver. I think that's what he's referencing. Maybe I mean these jokes are the I mean these comments are in my evergreen stack. Yeah, you know, so right. he could have two years ago could have emailed that when we were uh-huh. talking about something. I don't I don't right. remember. Mm. I definitely if I'm like one joke away from maybe the closer and the joke before that does really well. I've I've gotten off early yeah. if you've done your time you're like yeah might as well just yeah yeah, yeah. out of here for yeah sure. um and, and i certainly adjust boy when i was new i just couldn't do that like yeah. i'm like i gotta stick to the script these mm-hmm. are the jokes right. i don't have anything but now thankfully if you tell if you know if the audience just isn't digging it i can pivot some mm-hmm. i mean i don't have some i can't just launch into crowd work but, right but i can pivot a little bit right about oh we haven't seen you since the dry bar special came out have we uh well we recorded yesterday's oh yeah (laughs) it hasn't come out yet but the one with john chris i can't remember what i've seen people yeah yeah, it's good to see you man well thank you (laughs) thank you i mentioned it briefly but yeah yeah, they shut it down were you you happy with how it came out and everything did you watch it did you go through like mike watched his four times you know i I watched it they sent me a rough draft ahead of time Mm -hmm. and I, i gave him one note I left out a line of a joke. I don't know why, just whatever reason, just skip my, but we did two tapings that night. So Mm -hmm. I emailed him and I said, 
hey, could you, for this joke, I left out this line, could you use the version from the other mm-hmm. show? I can't swear that I didn't leave it out on both shows, but the odds are pretty slim. And then when I got the final version, they had not changed it. So there was a line of joke that was left out, which I didn't like that. Some of the jokes did not hit as hard as I feel like they do every weekend mm-hmm. on the road. But overall, yeah. Was, it looked really great. I was yeah. happy. Yeah, That's awesome. It was good. I hope it helps you sell on the road. I hope so, too. Yeah. What kind of road? I feel like that's some... The comedy road. I feel like you're saying it sarcastically, but... (laughs) Absolutely not. I mean that genuinely. All right. I hope it does help. I would never joke Is it hard for you to jump... You get whiplash from jumping back to sincere and sarcastic? No. I don't know. I think... I figured you guys could tell. We're in the same room together. Yeah. You guys could feel the energy. But I think that's the most... That's the first sincere comment of the day. (laughs) And we're over an hour into this, so... Do you ever... uh, (laughs) Do you debrief the podcast on your drive home in your mind? I run through it in my head. I think about stuff I wish I hadn't said, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Stuff yeah. I wish I said, stuff I wish. Uh-huh. So we did the, it hasn't come out yet. Well, we taped it yesterday, the Georgia episode. Mm-hmm. I can already predict some things people are going to say. What are they going to say? Too Atlanta heavy, but uh, so yeah. much of Georgia is Atlanta. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, and uh, and then every state now, they say, you didn't get to this, 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 yeah. this. We, bar- we didn't even touch on really Chick-fil-A, Waffle House, stuff you think yeah. would be in our wheelhouse. <laughs> the important stuff. Yeah, yeah. Home Depot. <laughs> but don't read the comments. Why do you guys read the comments? I mean, I read them too, I mean, but it's like been, sh- none of us should read any of we've them. We've been reading them all. The spot but these are the positive. These people are good but people. But Brian writing sorts in. through them. That's, uh, that's the uh, tough yeah. part. Yeah, and I have to put in pull of baits on myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, could I answer this one? Yes. Because I have some insight into Michael's comment. I love it. Um, and it's not uh, sarcastic. If I do a joke and it bombs, I'll just go, let's give it up for the troops. <laughs> for the troops. And if anybody doesn't clap, I'll go, Al-Qaeda, 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 you hate America, you hate America, you hate America, get out of my show. <laughs> but like, no, I always, uh, even if the thing goes on a high note, I'll go the extra... If I have another joke, I'll do it anyway, mm-hmm. just to see. And then if it fails, I go, I should have ended with the other right. joke, but right. I pushed it too far yeah. and you guys didn't go with me. I always turn it and put it on the audience. I make it their fault. Yeah, you're great at that. <laughs> <laughs> I meant that sincerely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys are both really strong comics. When Kevin Nealon did the podcast, he, he told a great trick that he about for corporate gigs he'll say if the crowd's not paying attention he'll just start saying a prayer he'll say let's bow our heads and pray it's really great and that gets everybody like they're quiet and then you can start your set right that's now. really like, great yeah, that's a good technique tough to do in a club it'd be weird to <laughs> yeah. do it. yeah yeah i mean well the club shouldn't it, mm-hmm. they should be policing they should have started the show yeah. with the prayer <laughs> <laughs> the pledge of allegiance and a prayer pledge. yeah yeah did they still do the Pledge of Allegiance places? I, I can't remember the last. I've never time. done it. I've never been at a. You've never done the Pledge of Allegiance. A, a pledge le- at the, at a You're club Al-Qaeda, at a comedy yeah. show. Yeah. What's up? Yeah, no, not at a comedy. Oh, okay. show. Yeah, I mean, work. in general. When we you were a kid, school, I did it every day. Every I did the day, Pledge of Allegiance. Every day, and I don't think I've done it. Maybe since I don't think I ever did it in high school. Oh, wow. Maybe I did in high school. I can't remember. When you taught, did yeah, the pledge every day. Did the Pledge of Allegiance? Come they do it over the announcements. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, over the for the yeah. whole school. So but you'll it, if you want to hear what's for lunch today, you're going to do the Pledge of Allegiance. That's right. But do you make the kids recite it, or do they just have to listen? Uh no. I think every. I mean, I when I taught, I taught 20 years ago, so mm-hmm. everybody would stand up, right? And and then it was the pledge. And you shame sure. the kids that don't say under God. <laughs> 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 
like a good teacher. <laughs> We're going to do five minutes. And, you know, meditation is a frown. They can't get meditation through the school system because they think it's in it's in conflict with God. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it's like, that's a whole thing. It's yeah. like, I, we don't need your voodoo in here. It's mm-hmm. like, it's science-backed meditation. It's five minutes of meditation. They're not telling you to think about right. another God. You can think about your, whatever you want. Uh-huh. It's like mindful. Yeah. It's supposed to be. It's quiet time. Quiet. The practice of letting thoughts go is really what you're supposed to be doing. And it has nothing to do with any yeah. of it. And it's supposed to like, scientifically be proven to work just like cold showers and pushing all of my stuff on you guys <laughs> mm. and um, this is the south my God. yeah i know but they won't let you know, it yoga they... was banned in schools for until pretty recently i mean that's yeah i mean it can only help you i didn't get to this in the georgia episode but it was founded the two things they banned were rum and catholics and i support both of those <laughs> <laughs> it makes me want to move to georgia you guys are both catholic right yes yeah, yeah, and yeah. i love the slam yeah and yeah, i appreciate yeah, it, it. Nice. i don't think georgia's wrong Actually, I like taking a side against my own yeah, people. Yeah. Anybody who goes against Italians and Catholics, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I get on board with uh, it. Yeah. I at least love the effort on the slam. Pledge of Allegiance time. came along very late, though, didn't it? Like, you think it's since the founding of our country, but I think it was like the 1950s or something when it was. Oh, uh, was it? I wasn't alive back then, but you were in school? <laughs> come, oh, come on. <laughs> what are we, nine months apart or something? <laughs> the same age. It, I think uh, we're the same age. It was written. The first version was written in 1892 to mark the 400th anniversary of Christopher Columbus and the Americas. Right, the, uh, the pledge that we recite now was written in 1954. That's way right. later than I thought. Oh, wow. Yeah. I thought they were doing this at the constitutional. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I thought so. Too. Yeah. Like Ben Franklin was doing. There that. would have been a lot of more yees in it. Mm-hmm. And um... <laughs> old. Yeah. Yeah. At the to my the right hand is extended. Blah blah blah. Anyway, yeah, that's way later than I thought. My first version was written by Francis Bellamy. He used to open for me. <laughs> Francis Bellamy in eighteen. Bill Bellamy's <laughs> younger cousin. <laughs> so this is probably done in the kind of the the Cold War Fuhrer. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Fuhrer. Mm-hmm. No, not Fuhrer. Fuhrer's not. That's something different. Fuhrer. 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 Oh, very. Wow, different. that yeah, was very cool. different. The Cold War. We found fervor. it though. You found it. I did find it. Mm. But yeah, it was like if you didn't say it, then you were a communist. Right, Probably back right, then, right? right? Mm. McCarthyism. McCarthyism, mm. yeah. That's a good point. All right. This week, guys, we're talking about geniuses. All right. We got rid of the less intellectual <laughs> two, and we got three smart guys here at the table. We can finally get into it. <laughs> yeah. Now, I've said on this podcast that Nate and Dusty are two of the versions of goodwill hunting in comedy. I mean, where they started to yeah. where they're at now is yeah. pretty crazy. Right. I mean, they're both, neither one was very smart, but they're so successful. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, they're both very smart. Right. Um, right. But Dusty grew up in a trailer. Well, we don't have to, you guys know. Yeah. yeah I don't know, have to rehash their, yeah. their bio. You, so you could say street smart. Yeah. Yeah. Versus book smart. Yeah. Hmm. But very Are they book smart? St- the streets of comedy. Yeah, street smart is just base. It's yeah. common sense skills and navigating life. And yeah. book smart. When you is say street smarts, I think like they're playing three card money somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Nate and Dusty street did. smarts. <laughs> Nate and Dusty were playing stickball in Brooklyn. <laughs> street smarts, you know, kid. Street smarts. They got moxie, both of them. <laughs> uh, so genius. The definition of a genius. You want to know? Mm-hmm. I think it's all intellect. But somebody, uh, yeah. Uh, I can I guess? Yeah. Your IQ is over um, 160. If your IQ is over one, no, 
If your IQ is over 165, you're a genius. I think that's right. Yes. Uh, and that makes me pretty smart. That bumps you up a couple. I don't points. think yeah. it's clearly. I mean, it's just that. 165. Is there like a medical definition? No. An official definition for a genius? No, there's okay. not. It's associated with intellectual ability, but also create creative productivity so that's where yeah nate and Dustin that's where you can you it. can make an argument yeah, yeah nate is a genius yeah. but can i can you guys break down intellectual ability because really what <laughs> iq is is intelligence uh, quotient yes that, that's where <laughs> I mean, you're the really Q. taking it the bare that's where the i and the q come from let's start yeah. at the beginning yeah but it, it's but into measuring intellect is like your ability to work through a series of tasks in an efficient way mm -hmm. to master a skill in an efficient way Mm -hmm. Yeah, so okay. that's what it is, and I, I didn't realize that until pretty recently. Yeah. It sounds like a good way of reframing it to fit what you got going on. <laughs> well, no, 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 it doesn't. Actually, I'm far from it. I'm deficient in it all. That's why it's like mine is probably on the lower end. But um, like putting together like things like you you buy a bedroom set like when you you had a baby, so it's like putting together a crib from IKEA. Mm -hmm. That's IQ. It's like how fast can you do it? Can you figure it out? Screws and bolts Whoa. and all this stuff everywhere. It's written in Swedish, so it's like you got yeah. you go in and it's like somebody with a high IQ figures that they they have no background in it. They they look at all the information and they figure it out and put it together quickly without having emotional breakdowns and all kinds of stuff that somebody with a lower IQ would mm -hmm. have. How how did you build the crib crib? Brian, were you a genius about it? Yeah, I called my brother-in-law and had him come over one weekend when I was out of town. That might be the right. smartest way to do <laughs> it. That is street Hire smarts. somebody else to do yeah. it. Street yeah, smarts. marry someone who has a brother who knows how to do stuff. There yeah. you go. Yeah. He Find has a IQ, probably. Yeah, yeah. And he knows I don't know how to fix anything. Well, they there is no even a clear IQ. I, I, see, I read different things. One thing said when it first started, if you have 140 or above, you consider it genius. But that was one in every 250 people. To me, that seems too low. That's right. way that's way too yeah. low. Threshold. 140 is high though. Yeah. It's high. A high but I think a genius. Then they proposed 180, which would be about I mean, one in every two million. To me, that seems too high. Yeah. 160 to me seems 165, like 165, 160, I think is genius. What was the last one? One in every two million people. So how many people are in the United States? 300 million? Yes. 300 so there'd be 150 geniuses in the country? Does that sound right to you? To me, that seems low. I think I kind of like that. That makes it more exclusive. I think Tennessee has 6 million people or something like that. So that means there's three geniuses in the whole state? Probably. That sounds right. <laughs> With as many Waffle Houses as you have. Yeah. The ratio of Waffle House to geniuses is always important. Um, do you guys know Mensa? I was getting that next. Okay. Are you a member? No. Mark Knudsen <laughs> yeah. has a joke that said, I tried to join Mensa, but I failed, so I joined Womensa. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great joke. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mensa, do you know the qualifications for that? You have to take a test. You have to, do you have to have an IQ over a certain... Yeah, you have to take a test. You have to have a certain IQ to apply, correct? I think it's just the... Uh, you have to take the IQ test. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you have to be in the 98th percentile on an IQ test. Oh 98, so 98th? So or other standardized intelligence test. Yeah. So you got to be in the top 2%. Top 2%. Wow. Now, there's a girl who's like three years old now who just joined Mensa. God, geez. These two-year-olds are getting arrogant. I know. But her so test classy. is on a level of a two-year-old. Right. Yeah, they're like build these blocks real quick. Yeah, right? so it's not she's like she's taking Mensa. the same thing we are. But um, she's better at Legos than all of us. <laughs> yeah, that's too young for Legos. Yeah. I think. Um, what are we gonna say about Mensa? I just know about it. Yeah. That's as uh, close. That's how low my IQ is. <laughs> I know about it, but that's it. 
Do you know what they do? I think they get together and talk down to dumb people. Isn't that what they do? <laughs> I think it is. I think they just get together. And, they get together and play chess. I think they just talk yeah. about bright ideas, almost like a think tank. I think right. they just get together and, and solve the world's problems. Mm. Yeah. That's and what I thought. Doing um, great. That's what I thought smoking should be. It's like they got their outcasts and they have their own section outside where mm-hmm. they can smoke. It's like if you're going to smoke, it's like there should be a sign with a topic. It's like climate change and then smoke and they have to solve it. Mm. Wouldn't that be a better use of their time? Before they go back inside. Yeah, if you're going to kill yourself, you know, you're killing yourself. So it's like you're with other people and you're your own group. So, you know, instead of just talking about the weather and the 40% chance of rain, maybe you could talk about, you know, climate change and then, you know, solve it and go back in with the answer. Well, sometimes they do end up talking about that stuff out there. Would it be? But it would have been. Outside Zanies? Some of the best conversations are just out there, you know? Yeah. Talk about that kind of stuff. Right. But that's for the, that's my idea for the smokers. And also Mensa, it's like, give them a topic and then force them to solve it. Like, don't let them out of the room. Make it right. like a forced jury right. duty kind of Your thing. Your self-declared genius. Yes. Let's get on it. Right. Let's fix some stuff. Yeah. I have an IQ test pulled up here. I want to run through some of these questions oh, just no. to see how we fare. We're just going to do a few. Okay. You going to participate, Mike? Yeah, I'm in. All right. You've been talking down to us this whole podcast. It's time to put your money mm. where your Come mouth on, York, is. Come on, buddy. But I, I talk down knowing that I don't have intelligence. So that's what makes me unique. Mm. Mm. Right. You just explained sarcasm to us. <laughs> How are we going to do this? Being very condescending. <laughs> what number is one quarter of one tenth of one uh, fifth of 200? I'm, I mean, I could do this. It would just take me some time. <laughs> How, yeah, well, it would take me easy. time. How do you approach it? Uh, what number is one quarter of one tenth of one fifth of two hundred? I would start at two hundred, and then I would. <laughs> yeah, I would say one, one fifth of that is. Uh, I have to do the math. Forty. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Forty. <laughs> and then one tenth of that uh, would be four. And then one quarter of that would be one. one. Yeah, one. there you go. All right, one. There you go. Mm. That's we were all supposed to answer. This wasn't supposed to be group work. <laughs> We we all did it. In the, we we all did it in the time that one smart person could have done it. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Just answer this next one on your own. This is the yeah. a palindrome is a word or phrase that is spelled the same written. I explain what a palindrome is. Stets is a palindrome. That's true. Yeah, that's an easy one. Yeah, yeah. it was easy. All right. This now is we more start insulting the test makers. <laughs> that was too <laughs> easy. You guys are dumb. It's about to get real hard. I got bored of this pretty quickly. All right. But I think we passed. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I think we're all geniuses. Yeah. We figured? yeah, I think so. Yeah. All right. Oh, we quit the test? I got bored of That's it. That's the best quick. way. I mean, it's just we're taking a math yeah, test on the podcast. Come on. I thought that would be fun. I mean, what are we trying to get in the country? <laughs> We took that test on here. We took the, we took the immigration It's like test. after question three, they have you do the Pledge of Allegiance, <laughs> and then you're a citizen. <laughs> we did two questions. We're, we're out of here. We're yeah, out of yeah. here. Well, What's part of it? The the patience and the commitment required to yeah, take this Don't test. bang your head on the door. Just yeah. back, try a window. Try a window. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, You know, Einstein yeah. never officially took a iq test i know i got you know what i love about einstein's story is that he worked in that patent office Mm -hmm. for like 10 years and he wasn't just working in the patent office he was an accomplished guy but working in a patent office because he couldn't get a professorship like everybody else so he worked in the patent office for 10 years while his contemporaries were all at these high level Mm -hmm. professorships and, and and universities and getting all the glory he just stayed tried and true and and he would get the patent work done quickly because he's so intelligent so then yeah. he would just think about 
his experiments and in wow. relativity for the rest of the time. There's a ton of downtime at his job, probably. Yeah, yeah. it was time because he got everything done so fast. But wow. then, but then he married his cousin and just did uh, he really? Yeah, he married his cousin. Well, that, that's Germany. That's common, right? I mean, yeah, whatever makes you happy, whatever helps you sleep at night. <laughs> and your family German? <laughs> no, I don't know. No. I, don't, I don't even know. If I he's don't know German. if it was common, but he yeah. did it. He pulled the trigger on it. Wow. And, um, yeah, it's a different time. Yeah, he was from Germany, right, or Austria, and yeah. and then we brought him over here. We brought him over during mm-hmm. the war. Uh, hello, well, folks, he to HelloFresh. Yeah. I don't want to be here all night, guys. I'm going to read this. Uh, with HelloFresh, you get farm fresh, pre-portioned <laughs> ingredients, and seasoned recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store, and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. This is why it's America's number one meal kit. Mm. A busy fall schedule. I wish doesn't always leave you with time to spare. <laughs> and with HelloFresh, you don't need to spend all evening in the kitchen to whip up a wholesome meal. Don't worry if you're not a pro in the kitchen. HelloFresh has foolproof recipes arrive pre-portioned and easy to prepare in just a few steps. The HelloFresh app makes it easy to change your delivery day, food preferences, and plan, plan size, or skip a week whenever you need to. It says to share a personal experience. Okay, um, I love HelloFresh. Mm-hmm. We come home from a on the road i'm not gonna make my wife who's been watching the baby all weekend right cook me dinner right i can do it yeah a little hello fresh for the whole family it's healthy it's good and if you go to hellofresh.com slash 50 nateland and use code 50 nateland for 50 percent off uh plus 15 percent off the next two months it's like a iq test <laughs> I don't know what that comes to yeah. percentages of percentages yeah. that's 50 percent off plus 15 percent off the next two months at hellofresh.com slash 50 nateland and use code 50 nateland america's number one meal kit um you want to talk about some celebrities that are the smartest celebrities oh no i'd love to anybody want to guess a celebrity that's really smart madonna I know Madonna's very smart. She She is. Yeah, Madonna's really smart. John Gotti was really smart. Madonna has a 140 IQ. Yeah. I don't know about John Gotti, but that is it. When do these celebrities take IQ tests and then release the results to the public? How does this come out? In every green room. (laughs) I (laughs) I guess if you do really well, you want people to know. Or you could just lie. Yeah. Our publicist puts that out there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the highest, James Woods. Wow. James Woods, the shark. Is that what he calls himself? Yeah, it was or? on a show called the very short-lived show on CBS <laughs> called The Shark, where he huh. played it, a uh, quick-witted attorney. Yeah, James Woods is great. He's a great he, uh, actor. Great he, in entourage. Uh, you know? I think on Inside the Actor Studios at the show, mm-hmm. he said he had an IQ of 184. Oh, my God. So that is genius level on any, genius level. any level. 184 is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like a what a waste being an actor. Yeah, you have to. You'd have to solve like. Um, well, maybe he's a scientist in the spare time. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Some people here that you would might believe. Some that would surprise you. Sylvester Stallone, one sixty. I uh, wrote Rocky, the greatest movie of all time. In three days. Yeah. Forget that he wrote. He wrote it on a napkin. Too. He directed as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's all impressive. That does make sense. And he has that rough exterior, like, oh, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. so he's playing a dumb guy, but he's he has that IQ of once. I did not know Sylvester Stallone had that, but it makes sense. Didn't he steal that, though, from somebody? That script? And steal a script? I don't think so. No, no, no. You're, it's, mm-hmm. The story is based on Chuck Wepner, yeah. who mm-hmm. fought Muhammad Ali. Like Stallone went to that fight and saw Wepner lose badly to Ali, but never give up. Right. And he got the idea from the movie, but that's not, I mean, all respect to Chuck Webner. That's 
Wepner's story, right. but that's not he, he got the inspiration from watching that fight, but that's not Wepner's yeah. does idea. Chuck, does Chuck Wepner right. is he yeah. mad about it or he sued? Yeah, yeah okay. I, I mean oh. years later, yeah, after the movie, but he he sued them, yeah. What's your favorite Rocky? Or what, one. What's the order? I think Rocky One is the best movie of all time. Mm. It's got everything in it. It's it's endearing. It's uh -huh. funny. Mm -hmm. It's emotional. Mm -hmm. Every scene is uh, captivating. Mm -hmm. It's really an unbelievable movie, and it's a story. Re it's really not about boxing at all. It's about mm -hmm. love the and about spirit. the human spirit. About two losers becoming mm -hmm. winners. Yeah. you know, it's got everything in it. Huh. Do you want to? Well, what's the next? Um, Rank the Rockies. Rocky one, Rocky two, Rocky four. Okay, Rocky <laughs> three. Do it in order, yeah. And then, uh, and then we're off into yeah. Those were the only ones. Five. I really have to defend five. Five would have been great without the Tommy Gunn caricature. Like that whole thing made it bad. But the fact of him losing all of his money and going back to South Philly in the streets and then raising his son, like. That would have been mm -hmm. if they would have just took it. Uh, they would have just pivoted a little bit and went in another direction. That would have been a fantastic movie, mm -hmm. but it, it it missed the mark a little bit. But I do love the fact that Paulie screwed up. I love organic things that happen to me. Paulie screwing up and losing all of their money and him having to go back to the streets and train fighters and stuff. That is a very organic thing that could have happened in the context of the story. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you like the underdog role kind of yeah i mean he was I always an underdog it. but right for, i love stuff that where it's like organic in nature mm -hmm. and like i hate it i hate it when i'm watching something and something is shoehorned in mm -hmm. i can feel it we can all feel it mm -hmm. it's like it's it's meant to try to f make you feel a certain emotion but it's mm -hmm. not organic to the story it, it right. i i drop out as soon as that happens what about rocky balboa i i don't like the fact that he's an upscale restaurateur <laughs> Uh, that just kind of yeah. I dropped off, off that I didn't like that whole movie. The the five I thought was better, and people are like, "No, six, they want it back." I got no, 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 no. Five. You know what was better in six? The boxing itself is so much better. In six, as far as the actual looking real, well, because Antonio Tarver, I think, if I'm not mistaken, is in that movie. He's unbelievable. He's like a pro, but legendary in, in the other Rockies, champion. the fighting, the way they shoot the camera angle yeah. and stuff like that. In the in six, it looks like a, a real fight. I yeah. mean, as much as you can with a sixty-year-old man in. The room. Well, I'm not. Yeah, the sixty-year-old man, like stuff like that, where it's yeah. like you'll accept things about a movie, but like a sixty-year-old man fighting a fight and being competitive is yeah. is yeah. crazy. Yeah, it's silly. Well, I agree with you. The first one's the best. First one is the best. Yeah. I would argue the best of all, best movie of all time. Uh, My favorite movie of all time. I've never heard someone say that. Yeah. Well, you're hearing it here. Yeah, and I, I respect it as an opinion. I've just never right. heard. You hear the movies that are talked about, Godfather, whatever. Godfather's Shawshank great. Shawshank is great. Citizen I get Kane. All, yeah, yeah. For the artsy people out there. Get all of it. I get all of it. But yeah. for my money, Rocky. I mean, Rocky is has everything. If you watch the scenes, the scenes are fall down funny. Mm -hmm. Like, And there's like little inside things that are organic to Italians and I think South Philly. Like like Adrian has to go home and she goes, she goes if I don't go home, um, no, Paulie has to go home. And he goes, I got to go. If I don't go, Adrian calls all the hospitals. 
that's a very specific thing, but mm-hmm. something that yeah. that would happen yeah. if she didn't make it home. There's no cell phones at the time. It's like somebody's not home in like 15 minutes. Like something happened and they start to panic and then they would call all the hospitals. Right. It's a very it sounds ridiculous mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. but it's a very real niche thing mm-hmm. that was a that was a concern right. like yeah. back. So then. we wouldn't even know that. No. What's your favorite scene in that movie? I'm sorry to keep dwelling on this no, movie, no, no. but I got one in mind. This will be geniuses in parentheses. Rocky. Okay. Genius. We started doing that for episode well, titles. I didn't, I didn't do it. <laughs> you didn't do it for the last one? I, mean, I guess it's Warren. We can still change it, I guess, right? <laughs> Georgia, parentheses, Regis Philbin. And this one will be. Is that what you want to do? Yeah. Cause somebody said we should stop calling it something because we barely actually talk about the topic. Yeah. We should put what they actually talked about in parentheses. So we'll, we'll do, do Georgia. Rocky. But doesn't that give it away? Regis Philbin? Doesn't that tilt it too much? I don't know. I, I want it to be funny, but also get people to actually watch. So, yeah. so sometimes we can go too deep in the weeds. And- well, you just have to do it like this one. Um, you guys should write Mike Vecchione gets exposed. <laughs> just say that. And then people will like, oh, yeah, they're yeah. exposing him. Yeah. yeah. Why Mike Vecchione yeah. hates the South. Yeah, yeah, Something yeah. Something like that. Yeah, Hill yeah, yeah. folk turn against Yankee. <laughs> yeah. Yankee gets slammed tail between his legs yeah. yeah well that'll be in the show description but <laughs> yeah. not in the title yeah i'll start no, that no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> civil war part two all right my favorite scene in rocky is when mickey goes when he gets the fight yeah and mickey goes to him kind of uh, tail between his legs yeah. kind of yes. asking him to manage him and it's such a powerful scene because he's the guy who's down on his luck too and yeah. never made it right and and it's just it's a powerful scene it is a powerful scene i agree with you and it's good to know that you have a heart, Bates. I was wor- starting to wonder <laughs> yeah. a couple hours into this podcast. I know. It all comes out when Nate's it. not here. Right. My favorite is, uh, and this is a niche one, but it's when he's in the car with the loan shark. And the loan shark's driver um, tells him, Adrian, to go to the zoo. Take her to the zoo. Mm. She's slow. Take her to the zoo. Yeah. They like the zoo. Yeah. And Rocky's- Take her to Little Italy. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, that was great. And as and he goes back, he's like arguing with the guy back and forth. And um, finally, the mob guy, he goes, "All right, stop the arguing." Takes Rocky outside, and he and he and he goes, he goes, "Buddy, don't like you." And Rocky goes, "Yeah." And he goes, "Some guys hate for no reason." That's such a great. It's such a great scene. Do you never hear that today? Everybody's always some guys hate for no reason. It's just such a funny thing to say. Yeah. Yeah. And uh and. And he talks to Rocky. Always, he was always very supportive of Rocky. But that was my favorite scene. He's like, "Take it to the zoo. <laughs> they like the zoo." And he's like, "Does that guy got to say that? Does he got to say that?" And he's like, "And they're just going back and yeah. forth." And he's like, "Some guys hate for no reason." Yeah, that's a great scene. It's a great one. All right, some other celebrities with really high IQs: Reggie Jackson. Oh wow! Okay, one sixty. The baseball player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, like surprising body it makes sense. Matt Damon. Matt Damon seems like he's smart. Conan O'Brien. Well, Conan. Is, Matt Damon's a genius and wrote a movie about himself being a genius. I don't know if he's a genius, <laughs> but it's, it says one sixty. Is that the best? One sixty is pretty high. It is. Yeah. Have you have y'all ever high. taken? Have you ever taken an official IQ test or anything? My yeah. mom told yeah. me what mine was when I was young. Oh, really? Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, is this going to be Mike Vecchione reveals how dumb he is? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Was it triple digits? Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> uh, to be honest, it was one nineteen. One nineteen is great. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's functional. Functional, yeah. <laughs> functional. I'm, a fun- I'm a functional member of society with one nineteen. 
All right, I love this guy. I was looking up some child prodigies. Mozart, of course, Bobby Fischer. Mm-hmm. Michael Kearney. Michael Kearney graduated high school at age six. He um, his family he lived in California. His family moved to Alabama. There you go. At age eight, he enrolled at the University of South Alabama. In Mobile, Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> now, you would say, well, that's easy. Um, <laughs> so he it was the Guinness Book of World Record for youngest graduate at the age of 10. Wow. Age of 14, he obtained a master's degree in chemistry from Milam Mater. Middle Tennessee State University. Wow. wow. Age 18, he obtained his master's degree in computer science at Vanderbilt University, Nate's wow. pretend alma mater. And then, <laughs> you guys want to know what he's doing now? What is he doing? Is he comedian? Improv in Nashville. Are wow. you kidding me? <laughs> Up until recently. I don't know if he still is or not. The last thing I could find on him, he was working for like Nashville Improv. Wow. Whoa. What's and his name? Michael Kearney. I looked him up on Facebook. We had two m- mutual friends. One on well, I don't want to go too far, I guess, yeah, on, yeah. on who the person was. Right, but I asked right, this person right. about him, and, and, and it, he knew him. Wow. So Man. That's the smartest guy in the world. Do improv. Well, he's got that chemistry background to fall back. I mean, maybe he can work chemistry <laughs> in, into his improv. Be like a corporate yeah. act. Yeah. 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 That's crazy. Um, so what is the, what do you guys, what's your favorite movie about a genius? I can list some here if you don't mm-hmm. remember. I mean, to me, it's Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill, Goodwill Hunting was me, pretty yeah. great. Yes, yeah. As a janitor who used to do high-level math at a Harvard University. <laughs> MIT. I have to say that was my favorite. Yeah. MIT, right? Yeah. MIT's and his friends, his friends were like knuckle-dragger types. <laughs> <laughs> you have some <laughs> phrases and terms ben that Ash, we don't know. Great slang. I love yeah. That. Uh, one thing from that movie that came from real life, Matt Damon's brother, Kyle was, uh, Kyle Damon, I guess was visiting a, a physicist at the MIT campus mm. and cra- came across an equation on a hallway ch- chalkboard. Um, he, the brother decided to complete the equation with totally fake numbers and the masterpiece remained untouched for months because everybody was like, I think this might be real or uh-huh. whatever. So right. that's where he got the inspiration for that, oh, that wow. scene. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was interesting. And that is Maybe very interesting it is. because you know a really dumb person would just write graffiti, yeah, under it or like draw something mm-hmm. that we really something can't vulgar. talk about. Yeah, we <laughs> right, can't talk about on this right, podcast, but right. it's something vulgar on there. Yeah, but this guy actually fake solved the problem. Yeah, a beautiful mind. You guys seen that? Yeah, another great, another yeah. great film. Ron Howard. Yeah, it was a Ron Howard film, I think. Yeah, he won an Oscar for it. Okay. Yeah. What's yeah, the you one? Weren't, you weren't asking it as a question. Okay. What's the one on Netflix? I, right now? I, I'm thinking about Russell Crowe. You don't even know the films we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, Ron, How yeah. about Queen's Gambit? Have you seen that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was yeah. a television show. That's a television we're show. We're talking about movies, uh, okay. and we're going to move into television shows in a few minutes. <laughs> so hold your horses. Well, there, way buddy. to backhand me back yeah. into my place. We got two hours left of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. So you could just. Slow down. We're doing a Guinness Book of World Records. <laughs> Longest the podcast. podcast. <laughs> now, I've only, I think I've only seen A Beautiful Mind once, but I remember the scene at the end where the faculty leaves the pen right. for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, according to Princeton, that's all made up for all What kind of fades as to where it, how it ends? It's like, uh, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched. But it's like, he's delusional. Right, mm-hmm. so it's like all the people get together at the end and they kind of smile well, at him or something. I kind of delusional lost... feels a little dismissive of a legitimate mental. Condition. <laughs> all right, well that's what that's exactly the way I meant it. <laughs> and you worked so, in special education, yes. Right? So live with it or don't. 
So no. it turns out John Nash, bit of an airhead at the end of the movie. It's like, yeah, no, he's schizophrenic. He's schizophrenic. He's a dumb, okay, dumb my, my fault. My fault, guys. No disrespect. No disrespect. He's schizophrenic or whatever. Yeah. But um, no, like the, I think like the uh, illusions of the people um, like kind of waving to him mm-hmm. were, were, was, I don't know. I kind of lost interest during the end. It kind of petered out for me. Oh, interesting. Yeah. The last scene of the movie? Yeah. Yeah, like towards the end, I was like, "What? What is this guy's thing? Right. Is he really seeing things? Like, mm-hmm. what are the yeah. people really there?" And right. then they just kind of like, mm-hmm. I don't know. There was no, mm, there was no um, mm-hmm. big ending for me, kind of yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, See, I was trying to protect Ron Oscar, Howard yeah. because I knew he, he yeah. didn't like it. But I go after Ron Howard. Yeah. Well, the real story is he uh, he thought people were communicating to him through magazines and newspapers. Right? They're not. He- <laughs> It's called advertising, Aaron. What are you, delusional? <laughs> but obviously on film, it plays a little better if there are vis- if he visually thinks that there are people yeah. around him. Right. But, but the real story is a lot less dramatic. But there was some of that in the movie, wasn't there? Like clippings or something? A little bit. But in the movie, it's like he has a roommate who's not real. And then like uh, all this other yeah. people just walking. Like even at the end, years later, he's getting the Nobel Prize. And there's, you know, people that aren't real in there. Right. And that's all kind of that's Hollywood. Oh, uh, you know what I think was a better version of that movie is, uh, and I don't know if this guy was a genius, but the Joker. <laughs> I thought the Joker was an unbelievable. It blew uh, me away with how good it was. I thought it was so good. I think it's just Joker. Um, oh, I'm sorry, Bates. Maybe you saw it's a not called the Joker. Different movie. Um, Joker I, was un unbelievable. I thought so too. It's amazing after. Um, the other Joker version, which right. I'm drawing a blank on. Jared Leto? No. The, the Oscar winning. Joaquin Phoenix. No, the one who died. Um, that's who I'm drawing Heath a blank Ledger. on. Heath, Heath Ledger. Ledger's yes. version. That Joaquin Phoenix would do another version. Oh, that's, that's incredible. It was. But the other version wasn't all about the Joker. It was a Batman, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, the, so this one's Knight. all about the Joker. Yeah. Yeah. And he was great in The Dark Knight. But um, this one is just the story. I mean, the acting was brilliant, un- mm-hmm. unbelievable. Mm-hmm. But the story was just when I talk about like it's organic and a guy like first of all, it's set in the eighties, yeah. so none of uh, yeah. what we're doing now applies to right. like society. What people think, so that's the biggest part that they figured out. And then his his um, background and how he became the Joker was yeah. just unbelievable. What a great story. Sam Morell was incredible. You knew Sam a bunch of great. people in that movie, right? Were Sam. There, were there a ton of comics? Well, now it's time to name drop. Yeah. Sam, <laughs> Gary Goldman was in it. Yeah. It was... Uh, Corey Rapon? Uh, <laughs> Greer Barnes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Just a uh, uh, classic. I I, and I think it's like... Because you think the joke or, or Joker... I'm sorry, I keep saying the Joker. Yeah. But it's like a Marvel... I don't know if it's the Marvel. I'm not a comic book guy, so... DC, yeah, DC world. You're like, oh, this is going to be fake and just all kinds of whatever. But it couldn't have been more. Uh, it couldn't have been better done than it was. Yeah, yeah. It was unbelievable. It's to the it point d- where never felt Robert silly. Never felt silly. Mm-hmm. Really, a guy could really like lose it and spiral that uh, way. Yeah, and that and and like De Niro's character, like making fun of him, yeah. was it was fantastic. Uh-huh. Marin was also Marin was mm-hmm. great in it. Yeah. Mark Marin and uh, just. And they left all the the graphic. Sometimes it's like, oh, why does this need to be this graphic? But they left that in, and I think that helped. That helped the story also. Mm-hmm. I agree. I thought yeah. it was, I thought it was great. This is a f- hilarious list we've compiled here. Yeah. <laughs> 
and we're going a little bit we go, off we're track. gonna brush past mozart and bobby fisher yeah we're, yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> Joker. yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah because we're like I, i'm not at that level so i have to bring it back to my level right well i do too dumber. that's why I you relate up. more to him than mozart yes yeah me too i'll just some of the movies uh social network i mean mm. it's not really about i mean it is about a genius but mm-hmm. it's not but I mean, I guess what's his the, IQ? I wonder. Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg. Mm. I looked at Zuckerberg up, I and um, lower or higher than his net worth in billions. That's an interesting question. <laughs> I'll say lower. A, lower. Yeah, lower. What's, what's he his... worth? One hundred forty billion or something. Mm, well, I'll say higher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think his IQ is around one hundred and sixty. Probably. Net worth is coming in at a disappointing one hundred and one billion. Mm. Well, wow. loser. That's lower than I thought. Let me tell you guys this, because mm-hmm. I don't want to be here all night. Um, let me tell you about AG1 by Athletic Greens. Keep back like we're holding you up. <laughs> <laughs> we all gave AG1 a try. Yep. Mike, have you tried AG1? Yes, it was fantastic last yeah. time I was here. We want to increase energy and immune system without having to take cold showers. We have a busy <laughs> lifestyle. There's other ways to do it than hurting yourself. So we take AG1 in the mornings before starting the day, and it makes us feel like we're doing something good to cover all our nutritional bases. Take the most nutritious stuff first thing in the morning and then eat the frog. Yeah, eat the frog. It doesn't taste like a frog. frog. No, 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 no. no. It tastes great. It's easier to mix in one scoop of powder. It's great to take on the road with you. Since we travel so often, we get the single serve travel pack so we never have to miss a day while we're on the road. You can get free monthly delivery to make it even easier. Every scoop has 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food source ingredients of the highest quality that have major benefits like gut and mood support mm-hmm. boosted energy and even healthier looking skin hair, hair and, and nails. nails yeah ag1 has been part of millions of mornings since 2010 if you want to take ownership of your health try ag1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin d and five free ag1 travel packs with your first purchase go to drink ag1.com slash nate that's drink ag1.com slash nate check it out boom, boom. all right all right, a uh, couple more. Here. Rain Man. <laughs> I, I mean, we're just listing movies yes. here. Should we get to the Queen's Gambit? Yeah. All right, Queen's Gambit. Let's talk about chess for a minute. I don't. I never played it. You well, never, I was going to know how to play it. No, I don't. The know horses or elves. <laughs> Searching for Bobby Fisher. Have you seen that movie? I have. Yeah, that's a great movie. Yeah, I'm all. In I on saw that Bobby one. Fisher. Yeah, I love the Bobby. Fisher. I don't like his chess. I like his views. Um, no, he's, <laughs> he, uh, this is a good example of a lot of times genius comes at an immense person, right? Right, 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 yes. where, right, right. Where the rest of your psyche is just out of whack. Mm-hmm. Like Bobby Fisher went insane, and then it's the yeah. crushing weight of just being a genius at something, mm-hmm. being that good right. at something. Mm-hmm. Uh, there you make sacrifices. Who you know? was his teacher in that movie? Lawrence Fishburne, right? Yeah, I think well, so. I don't think yes, Lawrence Fishburne. But it's like, because I, I, I remember that one scene where he's like, he's bat, he's playing, and he's like, don't move until you see it. And then he's like, I can't see it. Don't move until you mm. see it. It just keeps repeating. He's just like mm-hmm. looking at the board. Don't move until you see it. I can't see it. Yeah. It was like an emotional move. It really is a very It's very movie. organic. Yes. You keep throwing that in my face. I love it. No, I just. Organic. Yeah. I don't know. The movies he likes, yeah. there's a lot of organic yes. in there. Um, yeah, I love that movie. All right, it's Queen's Gambit. That's right. based on a real yeah. person, I believe, right. right? Is it? I mean, there was a lot of liberties taken, but there is a young girl 
who's a chess prodigy, and mm-hmm. I think she became a grandmaster at maybe ten or something. Hmm. Oh, who's that? What's her name? Queen? Uh, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Gambit, Miss <laughs> Gambit. No, she had. A, um, but I like the part of the movie where she's like in, like you're. What you were saying, it's, yeah. it comes at an immense personal cost because yeah. your mental health yeah. starts to spiral out of control. Yeah, like she would lay in her bed and like see the chess pieces moving all over the place. Yeah, that's how they made it. Like, but we do that with jokes. Yeah, that's I'm a not, genius. That's not crazy. Dude. I'm a genius. <laughs> that's what I do that with my act, dude. McDonald's <laughs> moved that over here. And Goodwill. Those, che- you know, uh, uh, blindfolded chess is illegal in a lot of places now. Why is that? Because of uh, it, it hurts people because it's so mentally exhausting mm. that it's actually dangerous to your brain, to your brain. Wow. Because all these people blindfold and they'll play multiple games of chess at once. They'll play like 20, 30 games blindfolded. And that's illegal in some countries now. It's pretty crazy. And when you do that, you just tell the person, move this or that. Pawn to E5. And then you visualize it in your head. And then you remember multiple boards. And you play all these games simultaneously. And you said it's illegal, and I have a joke for that. (laughs) Yeah. Because... You get arrested and put in jail where you play checkers with somebody. <laughs> yeah, play dominoes the rest of your life. Oh, yeah. oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Playing a dumber man's game. Is uh, Andy Dufresne from Shawshank Redemption, would you consider him a genius? No. Just a smart guy. Yeah, just a smart guy. A smart guy and a good guy. That's the point. He's, he's, he's uh, his goodness. You know, I've, I've, I've cast all of us, not you, Mike, sorry, but I've cast the regular members of Nate Land Podcast <laughs> for maybe we could cast you. No, go ahead. For no, do the regulars. But um, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, well, hold your thought, please. <laughs> um, you would, you would be Andy, Aaron. Oh, about Shawshank? Yeah. Oh, thanks. You'd be Andy. I mean, the smart guy, the group that, you know, you know, I'd, I would be Brooks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The old guy who can't make it on the outside world. Institutionalized. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think Dusty would be uh, Red, Morgan Freeman's character. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I, I didn't have a great one for him, but wise in his own yeah. way. He's got his own. He knows the streets. Right. So right. to speak. And then Nate would either be Tommy, <laughs> the guy who can't read very well, <laughs> but Andy helps out. <laughs> I teach. I help Nate get his GED. Yeah. Yeah, he could also be the warden right. because he oversees everything. Yeah, and yeah, you know, when yeah. you throw out obtuse, he doesn't like <laughs> big words. <laughs> so Any I'm, response with violence? Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> when oh, you try that's it. great. So you know, I've I've thought about this. Wow. Yeah, I can't that's share great. it on this podcast with Nate here because he hasn't seen the movie. But sure. but you guys have biggest been. compliment to Aaron though is that he's Andy because Andy the big the, his biggest quality is that first night when they bet. They all bet mm. that who was going to cry. Like they Someone heard nothing. always ends up crying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They heard nothing from his cell. He was like just quiet. And yeah. then, and then he was like, it set the tone for him being poised. His mm-hmm. first night in the joint and it cost me three packs of cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That movie's unreal. I think Andy, I'll just to get off brand here right at the end. Yeah. I think, I think that whole movie is a metaphor for Jesus. Wow. I did not see that coming. I wow. think I don't even know. It's, I don't think Stephen King intended it to be that way, but I think it's like a near perfect. I bet Dusty would agree with you a- on this. Allegory for uh, uh, an innocent man comes into a world of sinners and says, if you have hope, you can be with me in paradise later. Mm. And yeah. he leaves and then Red meets him there. I think it's a pretty perfect. Mm. 
metaphor. Anyway. But are you thinking what I'm thinking? What's that? It should be Shawshank 2 where Rocky goes to that jail <laughs> and he punches your hero, Andy Dufresne, in the face so many times and that, that he gets paroled to a hospital. <laughs> well, you're on to something. They could... They could do a sequel where Andy gets caught. Yeah. <laughs> they extradite him back to America. That's my way of saying Shawshank doesn't beat Rocky. Okay? Okay. Well, it's fine. Can I ask your favorite scene in Shawshank? It's got to be the scene where they have the beers on the roof. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a feel-good scene. Yeah, that's that's un- yeah. yeah, unbelievable scene. It's a great scene. Mine is... Uh, and for one little moment. Yeah. Every last man in Shawshank felt free. <laughs> Oh, You're good. On. You're come on. come on, dude. Mine's favorite is when he gets out of the hole after he, he plays the Mozart. I think it was Mozart. The records. Mm-hmm. They throw him in the hole for a month. Yeah. And he comes out and at lunch and he tells them it was the easiest time he ever served. Yeah. And because of hope. Yeah. And he and Red have that. Haven't you ever felt that way about music? Yeah, yeah. It's a great I scene. played a mean harmonica as a younger man. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't make much sense uh-huh. in here, though. Your sounds a little bit like. Here's uh, where it makes the most sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My favorite is uh, when Brooks is working at the grocery store and he goes, boss, can I go to the bathroom? And the guy goes, you don't got to ask me to go to the bathroom. You can just yeah. go. 40 years. I, yeah. I think that's red. That wasn't, that wasn't Brooks. I think that was Morgan Freeman. Yeah, that was Morgan then, Freeman's character. Yeah. No, Brooks was working at the grocery store. They both were. Yes. They both worked the same job. Bagging. Bag and groceries. But, no, but didn't Brooks ask to go to the bathroom, way. or was Red asked to go to the it bathroom? It was Red that asked to use the bathroom. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. My memory. Uh, Have you even seen Shawshank? No, it was yeah. the old man. The, the lady was getting mad at him because he wasn't bagging the groceries. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Double bag. Yeah, double uh, bag. I love that whole scene. Yeah, I surely will. I apologize. You know, I'm looking <laughs> to do a new uh, podcast, and my idea for a podcast is that sometimes you'll see an older man working at like uh, McDonald's and mm-hmm. or bagging groceries or something at like your Publix trying to make it so that you guys feel comfortable. Piggly sure. Wiggly. So, so that a guy, I don't want to hear what celebrities really have to say because I get it, yeah. but it's like that guy. I want to hear, especially if he's not just working there as a, as for fun, which I think that's a lie. Many of those guys are not working there for fun. So how are you here working yeah. in this job? You're right. 80 mm-hmm. and you're working this job. That's a podcast. Like me yeah. asking them why or anybody asking right. them what transpired in your, there's got to yeah. be some kind of a gambling problem, right. triple divorce. Like there's got to be a bunch of good stuff in there to get you to that. Point. I think it's going to be, it's going to be on you to bring some levity to that. Cause that does sound. <laughs> Sounds pretty dark. Yeah. No, yeah. that's fantastic. Yeah, it's part of my probation. I mean, it's just life. You know what I mean? Right. Like we all go through right. it. We all make different choices, right. whatever. And it's like, ah, I took my shot, and now yeah. I bag groceries at a public. So what? Yeah, it's like yeah. I had a bl- could have just had a blast, right? And now it's like I'm here, and I'm yeah. I'll figure it out. It's a gambit. Yeah, the Queens, Queens gambit. There you <laughs> go. All right. Uh, there's any other shows we want to talk about? About geniuses as long as they uh, you know, uh, yeah, Suits is making a bit of a comeback. The movie. Oh, you were just talking uh, about Suits. I was just suits. talking about Suits. On the podcast? Downstairs. Well, I mean, pushed, it's oh, being pushed thought, on me I by... you had talked no, about it just now. Talking to like, me. wow, I zoned out. I'm I was sorry. talking to Laura about it, about how I'm watching Suits now because it's been... Netflix does this thing where they bully you until you just do what they want you to do. Right, right. And they did that, and now I'm watching Suits, and now I can't stop watching mm-hmm. Suits. I never watched The Big Bang Theory. I know it's about geniuses, yeah. but I never watched it. I've watched... I've watched scene. I I get why people like it. Yeah. It's very funny. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I get it. I, I can't sit through the I'm I'm not into the sitcom thing, but uh 
but no, like uh, it's good. Um, but I thought the office, like that, I think the office, that was the last wave of sitcoms where I was like, I got to, this is, this is gut laugh funny. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. 30 rock. And then uh, the office was like, I think the last person I never really got into, but it it was not written in that same tone. It's like sharp, great jokes, you know? Yeah. Um, there was a movie with, um, uh, Cooper, uh, God, what am I drawing? Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. Lim- Limitless. Limitless. And I think they made it also a TV show for a while. I love that movie, yeah. Limitless, mm-hmm. that's when he took a pill, it. right? Yeah. The pill, I, I, the movie, I mean, Bradley Cooper's great. And the idea of the movie, it got a little muddled as the movie went on. Yeah. Hmm. It, it got muddled, the story. But I love the idea of being able to you take don't a see, pill. You, you like the beginning right? of a lot of movies, but not the end of it. <laughs> I think, Fight Club. I think you're just falling asleep during no. these movies. No, I don't like you're so organic. They and you're stick like, something in. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful Mind was great until I fell asleep. And I woke <laughs> up and I was like, you're winning a Nobel Prize. What is this all about? <laughs> but Limitless, is, he's, he's, he's not a genius. It's all about just him unlocking yeah. the uh, 100% of his brain. Right. With a pill, right? With a pill. With yeah. a pill. He was a smart guy. And they, they make a point to mention that in the movie. Uh-huh. The drug dealer says... It works better when you're already smart. Right. But he's not a genius. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. But it opens his mind up and it changes his life. Yeah. He actually becomes the man, even with his his girlfriend, it breaks up with him because he's not living up to his potential. And then mm-hmm. she sees him, they get together for dinner and he's like speaking Italian to the yeah. maitre d' and the waitress. And so she's like blown away with how he's maximized himself. Yeah. Great. Do you watch Seinfeld? Love Seinfeld. The George Costanza when he became yeah. super smart. You remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was a great episode. Yeah, his uh, it's a it's a funny uh, point they're trying to make. His girlfriend has like mono or something, so he knows they're not going to be able to have sex for like a few weeks or mm-hmm. whatever. And now that he's not focused on sex, but the point is that that's all men focus on. Yeah. He becomes a genius oh, really? yeah. because oh, his mind. Yeah. Where Elaine, um, it was she, the opposite he, for her. Yeah, I forgot yeah. what happened. But right, she like, gets really dumb. Right. <laughs> <laughs> It was genius. So it's a genius premise. Uh, it's for a the genius premise. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Have you seen Phenomenon? No. With no. Uh, man, I think I'm having something going on right now with my brain. Um, <laughs> You've been playing blindfolded chess. I don't know what is going on. Uh, John Travolta, but in that, okay. he sees um, uh, like a, some, a a light in the sky, maybe right. an alien or whatever, mm-hmm. and it comes down and, and beams him, and then he passes out, and then he becomes unbelievably smart. So everyone thinks the aliens like came and did something to him to make him a super genius. Right. Oh, Turns out fun. he was having like an aneurysm, and that was what he was seeing. But it opened his brain to use the all the parts of the brain you don't normally use. I gotta watch Phenomenon. I love stories like that. I really love Limitless. I love the stories like somebody suddenly they... becoming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's yeah. fun. I like somebody doing that. That's a good time. Yeah. All right. All right. We did it, Mike. Thank you for thank stopping Thank you guys by. for having me. We're, we're, I appreciate podcast. you guys. I had a really good time. We, we, we did where are you going to be best. at this weekend? This comes out next week. This comes out next week. Um, we can look, look up. Oh, Comedy Mothership in Austin. Oh, amazing. Oh, wow. Comedy Mothership in Austin. So if you're in Austin, come see me. Do you know what night that is? Do I know what? What night? Like, or, it's, or all um, weekend? No, it's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Comedy Mothership. Oh, awesome. Um, yeah. MikeVecchione.com for dates. Are we doing plugs now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. MikeVecchione.com for dates. I have a bunch of dates on the road and all over the place. So um, please come and see me on the road at Comic Mike V. I don't have a podcast anymore, so please follow me at Comic Mike V on all social media platforms. 
you know which room you're in? Mike Vicky. The, the Fat the, Man, dude. The Fat Man. The already sold room. out the Friday show. Get these tickets while you can, ladies and gentlemen. Friday, Friday and Saturday. Uh, September 29th and 30th. That's awesome. Yeah. Have you been to that club yet? Yeah, when I did Rogan, I did uh-huh. it, and it, it's fantastic. It's a fantastic room. I awesome, can't wait. Man. I can't wait to do it. Awesome. So, I'm psyched. At Comic Mike V, I'm sorry I keep driving at home, but I need followers and I need uh, <laughs> to sell tickets on the road. I and uh, we're all, we're all. I know you guys do the podcast all the time, and you're part of it. But we're all great comics, so please come and watch us on the road. Mm-hmm. So, um, at Comic Mike V, thank you guys. Thanks for having me. <laughs> this Saturday, that was really sweet. Yeah, it was. Was that sincere or was that sarcastic? <laughs> no, that's sincere. Like I, I, even after my set, like I'm uh, sarcastic in my set, really heavy and um, condescending to the crowd. Right. And then at the end, I'm because I'm g- really very appreciative of them being there right. and, yeah, and right. grateful. It's not lost so yeah, yeah. So I um, <laughs> that's Nate's line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. I tell them that <laughs> I, I thank them genuinely. Thank mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Uh, this Saturday, I'm in Wilmington, Ohio at the Murphy Theater. Sunday, I'm in Philadelphia. First time at Helium Comedy Whoa. Club. Whoa. Awesome. Yeah. Big time, man. You're going to watch Rocky? Uh, I mean, I've never been to the Steps. I've never wow. I've never been to Philly. Yeah, Rank I enjoy Philly. Movies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome, dude. Yeah. Four, I, I, 4.30 show. So watch the Eagles play, <laughs> then run over to my show. What time is the Eagles game at? At 1. So oh, it'll be over. It'll be over at 4, probably. Yeah. Right at four, yeah, and then mm-hmm. right to eight. a mad yeah. dash over. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's awesome, man. Tomorrow night, Thursday, September twenty eighth, I'm in Ketchikan, Alaska, mm. at the Creek Street Cabaret. Nice. Never been up there before. Pretty excited about it. Then this weekend, I'm in Seattle at Hereafter, Crocodile. Come on out next week, wise guys. Just come on out. We got we got great shows. Yeah, you know. Yeah, take it home, Aaron. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's it. Thank you. We love you. None of this is lost on us. We love you so much. And uh, yeah. Bye. Nate Land is produced by Nate Land Productions and by me, Nate Bargetzi, and my wife, Laura, on the Audio Boom platform. Recording and editing for the show is done by Genovations Media. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to catch us next week on the Nate Land Podcast. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. <laughs> 